Our story begins with war. A clashing of gods so destructive that nearly two-thirds of the population would not survive. They call this time the Calamity. In an effort to escape the decimation of the surface world, five families took refuge in an isolated area of the Underdark, drawn in by the innate well of magical power. Only to find that they were not the only ones drawn to the magic, and the denizens of the Dark would not let it go so easily. War waged both above and below. Until a device was crafted, an accumulation of five crafts bound as one to push back the evils of the darkness from whence they came. Now, centuries have passed, and a city has been forged in total isolation from the world above, and as such, the nameless city has known peace. However, nothing good ever truly lasts, and the darkness has always promised to come back. Now, faced with a resurgence of evils long since put at bay, three champions must rise, tasked with gathering an army strong enough to push back the darkness once and for all. These unsuspecting heroes must brave the world of the surface and the unknown dangers that lie in wait in order to save their city, their people, and any hope for the future that remains. Jazara Telena, a half-drow gloomstalker ranger, tasked with the protection of her companions and burdened with a dangerous curiosity for the unknown world above. She hunts the darkness with arrows more precise than the morals that dictate her aim. Ashakel, a dampier twilight cleric who walks the fine line between knowledge both sacred and forbidden. Under the caring eye of the Moonweaver and the otherworldly gaze of haunting red glow of the moon Brutus, she toes the line of darkness and light to bring forth the magic of twilight. Valkaria Nykor, a tiefling shadow sorceress, coalesced from arcane shadows and carved from the frozen flames of the deepest pits of the Nine Hells. Youth and duty clash within as the world before her unfolds. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And Aaron. And we're back with another session of the Nameless City campaign. Woo! Woo -woo! We've got some of our episodes going as, uh, I'm assuming this comes out as a part of our... (laughs) It's supposed to be coming out as part of the anniversary month, so yes. Not really sure, because we... Yes, it should be. We don't be know where our, we're at. We don't. We don't. It, but it should be coming out as a part of our anniversary month, towards the end of our anniversary month, yeah. but our anniversary month nonetheless. So we are here to have some fun with our party and Sir Goosington, and which I rolled Sir Goosington's dice today just now, and he rolled the only natural twenty that I had out of all my dice. So go, Sir Goosington is bound to have a very good day. So uh, on. Yeah. On that side note, uh, as a part of our anniversary for the uh, for the campaign, we've been releasing a little bit of tidbits on some of our NPCs, and Sir Goosington was the first one. So, if anybody'd like to go and learn a little more about Sir Goosington and maybe get read the little the little something something that I put in there about him, <clears throat> and uh, you guys can go do that on Instagram. Eee. So, 
because a lot of it was, cute. was like a hint hint <laughs> a lot of it was cute a lot of it is funny and then one of them is kind of a slightly important easter egg so but uh yeah so you guys can go check that out and by now we'll probably have a couple of the other npcs out there i know uh myth and plank man are both on plank there man. So, and my baby but- myth and little myth and uh he's a real hero though man yeah he is oh very much a hero um and at this point in time the post for myth hasn't come out yet but i think aaron will greatly enjoy it and learning a little bit more about myth when i put it out so because i've got some plans for that one so when we last left off our party had stumbled across a very large scale fight and in this fight, uh, which was between several ice uh, imps, which after re-listening to the episode, I realized were not ice goblins. They were ice imps. Sorry. Ice imps. All right. Let's see. Uh, but they were ice imps. And I remember that because I remember thinking to myself when I created them, imps, but not imps, like from the Hell of the Boss series that we've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> you think I would have remembered that, but I did not. So uh, you guys stumbled across a fight between some imps. And what very much surprised all of you, some drow who were trying to protect a family of griffins. And you guys decided to join into this fight or run this fight. And after a series of wild, wacky, uncomfortable things, including a <coughs> engagement um, on Valkyrie, <laughs> and which, let me tell you, that was one of my favorite things I've ever done. Oh, oh, I loved everything about that. That was glorious. <laughs> I love Ani Ani slash Valkyria. It has to be me. It has to be me. I love listening to it. Like I was re listening to the episode and (laughs) suffering in Ani's voice. Just like. (sighs) Because Asha would have suffered, but like quietly. Yeah. Like just kind of. You know, kept the distance. And then, like, Ani was using him to her advantage at one point because he was willing to fight for her. She's like, Go, darling, (laughs) these are the enemies. (laughs) Stop attacking Orvo. Please and thanks. (laughs) That charisma. (laughs) But unfortunately, that that beautiful, like, soulmate romance was not meant to be. And my mother in law thought I was a bald monkey. Yes. Yes, she said that her her wonderful that would son end could many not. Just <laughs> true. Imagine your mother in law being like, "You can't marry her. She's a bold monkey." Just like, yeah, great, thanks. Okay, so thanks. that relationship ended just as quickly as it started, despite his promises of unending love and affection for you. Uh, and you guys were quick to dispatch the imps, even after some weird and wacky wild magic. And at that point, you met the first drow of Jorhas, and which you had heard a little bit about from Irving and Fenton uh, back in Pale Bank. But you were able to talk to these uh, this scouting party who were willing, as a thank you for saving them, bring you back to Vermos, where you encountered, and as a note, flew there on the backs of griffins, much to the delight of Valkaria and less delight of the rest of the party um although asha would have accepted the baby griffin in payment (laughs) valid that's very valid we do we are in the process of trying to collect a zoo here uh in our campaign because what's better to travel with than animals exactly (laughs) if i can't have a zoo in real life we will have it in this campaign there you go 
So, oh, and uh, as a note, the party experienced the Griffin flight. Orvo did not because Orvo was fully unconscious as he has been knocked to zero hit points, stabilized by Asha, but uh, still unconscious with zero hit points. And that is where he has been as he's been just napping for like a day because he's it takes a quite a way induced coma he, for more than <laughs> to be fair he is considering that induced coma a vacation oh so he's had As a, everyone would if they had to put up with us i don't think it's induced at this point he is willingly leaving himself in he's a coma he's like, like i'm not waking up i am yeah yeah up. no they keep trying to wake him up and he's like no <laughs> like, no, no, just put me in a bag somewhere and carry me home. So you guys went to Vermas where you discovered that Vermas was not, in fact, a typical fort. It was three gigantic, massive battleship-sized floating ships that were multiple stories tall, had buildings that were constructed on the decks. You were led through most of them for a variety of things. You were taken in front of the commander of Vermas, who didn't take super kindly to you, but to be fair, almost no one here has. So it's been a, a little bit of a- Val. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Valkaria left a lot of the negotiating with the commander to Jazara, which had its points, <laughs> both okay and, not great as Valkar as uh Jazara refused to introduce herself after everybody else had. Right, just goodbye. And uh however, Asha kind of made out friend. like a, a bit of a bandit as she met one of the the first outside cleric that she has encountered oh, yeah. who was willing to and as you found out was the third in command of Vermos, uh was willing to teach Asha as much as she could in the time that you guys were spending together. And Asha spent a quite an extended period of time uh learning from her and tending to some of the injured here in Vermos, um, while walking around where Orvo's unconscious body was laying on one of the cots, mind you. <laughs> um just avoiding him, just like no. Nah. And checked the, on him, checked his vitals, and uh, yeah, determined that he did not want to wake up. Yeah, yeah, he's alive. It's fine. So the party presented their case in front of the commander of Vermas, and were told that he himself Pulled was neither out. willing nor capable of providing <laughs> the party with an army that they sought. However, he recommended that they travel to Jorhas, specifically to Rosana, to speak with the Bright Queen, because if anyone was going to be able to provide you with an army, it would be her. So with that little tidbit of information in hand, the party decided to split ways. Asha went and uh, took on some more training with the cleric and Jazara and Valkaria went and uh, did a little bit of shopping, which did not end well as Valkaria for perhaps one of the very first times was met with open hostility while trying to offer kindness. <laughs> and they did not take- I'm about that. They did not take it very well when Valkyrie started to do magic while doing some shopping. Uh, however, perhaps it was made up a little bit by the fact that the party found some quite delicious food and a little bit of dessert to go with it and uh, did spend the rest of the evening sleeping and eating many, many, many <laughs> bread bowls. So many bread bowls. All of the bread. All of it. Just... <laughs> Bread bowls. I, I, yeah, I re listened to how many bread bowls Valkaria bought. She ate most of them too. 
There was no, Val bought one for everybody and then another one for herself because she scarfed one down at the at at the pub or whatever and then took it back to the. Then she yeah, took it was one, one to of those. There was one of the stalls and then a bunch of the dessert that went with it. So uh-huh. there was a there was a lot. And Sir Goosington and Myth shared one, which was adorable. So yeah, Val Val was not having a good day after you know being. She had to eat her feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to eat her feelings. And to be fair, in all honesty, it's probably one of the most healthy coping mechanisms you guys have available to you on the surface world at the moment. So, Wait till because Val one of the other coping ball. mechanisms was a couple episodes ago where, hey, Asha, I wonder if that bracelet that you just got from the Moonweaver has defensive capabilities. Let me try smacking you in the face with my walking stick and find out. It didn't. And you just full on clocked in the face. <laughs> So, you know, you know, eating your feelings, not the worst coping it. mechanism you guys have had so far. So wait, 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 wait till Val learns Fireball. Yeah. Nobody's looking forward to that. <laughs> Val so, is. That, no. I'm just going to make a new <laughs> spell called Waterball and give it to Asha. I, can I have um, Mudball? And then it'll just get her right in the face. Mm-hmm. And it, I will only use it on Val. There you go. Just, it'll be like the magic it. missile spell where it literally can't miss, and it'll just it'll be low damage, but you can throw three of them at once. So. Oh, I don't need to hurt her. I just need to impede her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. yeah, that's like bam. The room is too small. You cannot. Like, did you ask how big the room was? No, you did not. No. You were in a closet. <laughs> you were in a closet. We, we have can't... to talk to her like a toddler. <laughs> Excuse me, friend. Did we check if the, the room worst, was too small? The worst part Did is I... is that Valoria <laughs> will take half damage from that because fire she resistant. is a tiefling and she has fire resistance. So, right. There so, you did not care about your friends. And, um, <laughs> Like it's fine. Once again, it's friends like it's have great. healing capabilities. So. I'm just, once again, I don't need to hurt her. I just need to get her to pay attention. I'm just picturing Val blowing up the way that anger does in Inside Out. <laughs> just, <laughs> fire! Yes. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, Valkaria a new spell. It's just called fire! And with just like a bunch of exclamation points at the end. <laughs> How much damage it does depends on how loud Ani yells fire. I want Please it. Please don't say that. I want it. I have to sit next to her. I want it. I'm going to go deaf. To be entirely fair, I would be more worried about what Ani's mom would do. Because if she yells it loud enough, the cops are going to show up at the fire department because they're going to think there's a fire. <laughs> Yeah, the best out there is Ani's mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yep. will tell you, mom. <laughs> the door is open. She can hear us. I know. Okay. <laughs> She's not afraid. She'll no. tell your mom it's fine. But she did promise me a hither thither staff. I okay. did not. Yes, you did. I you did. said I could have one. Yes, you did. We were watching the D&D movie and I said, I want that. And you're like, okay. Uh, I definitely. Or did she say, okay. No, she said, the, no, we, we can do that. Not anytime soon. I don't need you with teleportation abilities. Not right now. You haven't even gotten a fucking fireball. You're going to be activating a hither tither portal right into somebody's face and throwing a fireball through it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Maybe she can go with Goosey on some of his expeditions. 
That's terrifying. That's why Goosey chose Val. He could feel the chaotic energy. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, Asha is Goosey's comfort person, (laughs) but you are the partner in crime. Yes. And I do mean crime. (laughs) War crimes. Goosey is the reason war crimes exist. This is true. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is. Oh, Lord, it is. So... The party has officially gone to sleep for the evening. You've eaten all your bread bowls. You've had your dessert. And dawn comes quickly. Perhaps a bit too quickly for some of you who would much prefer the comfort of a, if not a soft, warm bed, as uh, I, I believe Valkaria fell asleep in the middle of the bed with all of her trinkets and Sir Goosington, the last Probably week. face first, just... Uh-huh. Face first and uh, Asha does have the other bed and Jazara is sleeping on the floor and it's perhaps it's warm, it's nice, it's not in the fucking snow. So the prospect of leaving does not exactly it's not a welcome idea. However, mm-hmm. the knock at your door at such an early, early morning does signal it's time to get up. And you hear a your door. What? Who's there? Because uh, <laughs> of course Asha's like resentful of having to wake up, but she's a no. What? <laughs> resentful, but still has manners. <laughs> and Jazara, uh, surprisingly, is like put together for the morning and everything already. Uh, because Val feels and probably looks like um, Princess Anna in Frozen One. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, Valkaria, as you go to shift up and, like, you just kind of peel your face out of a pillow and kind of, like, put your hand up and prop yourself up. And there's just a sort of Goosington butt just, like, right next to your face. And you hear him go, and he lifts his head up and, like, he turns it in, like, an upside-down angle to look at the door. And there's, and then just puts his head back underneath his wing. I feel you, Goosey. I feel you. Jazara, there's another, like, knocking. And uh, Jazara walks over and she opens the door. And standing on the other side of it is actually two people that you both recognize. One of them being Calm uh, Imaros, who had been the unconscious young man that you had seen uh, when you guys first encountered the Griffins. And Thylysses, uh, and who was the one who was protecting him. And they're both standing there kind of like shuffling their feet a little bit, looking a little awkward as they stand at the door. And Calm has kind of like a bundle like under his arm. But uh, he's looking, they're both looking at you and like, ah, I know it's early, but the commander has ordered that you leave within the hour. Okay. And Asha goes over and pats Miss Thing over here on the shoulder and up, up! I'm and up, I'm immediately up, goes I'm up! To pack start packing whatever. I don't even think she unpacked much. Come on, Goosey. We gotta leave this <coughs> boat village thing. <coughs> yeah, I know, I know. Come on. <coughs> you, can sl- you can nap in my hood. Let's go. <coughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I love how you could hear fair. fair. <laughs> 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 and, uh, as Jazara stands there and like she's just kind of like looking back at you all and she says, We'll be ready soon. And please uh, tell me she slammed the door in their face. She's like, okay, bye. <laughs> she goes to close the door and calms uh 
sorry. One, one more thing. And he looks at Jazara and says, I didn't thank you uh, for saving my life. Jazara's looking at him super suspiciously now, like, because she did. She was the one who healed him when he was mm-hmm. making death saving throws. She mm-hmm. was the one who healed him after the fight. And he's like, um... And he kind of, like, looks down the hall both ways. And the guy who's standing next to him, uh, Thylison, kind of, like, elbows him. And like, all right, oh, let's go. And Kyle uh, says, here, thank you. And he shoves, like, this bundle of cloth at her. And they turn around and they walk off. And Jazara's just standing there with this bundle of cloth in her hands. And just looks down the hallway like, okay. That was weird. Val is just looking at you with like one eye, with one eyebrow cocked. Like, the fuck was that? I don't know. They threw this at me, and mm. now I have it. Is and that the, how they say they like you in this place? I think that's how they say thanks for saving their life. Oh, Which okay. could be fair. It's it's better than something sappy. So, mm-hmm. what's in it? I don't know and she kind of like starts to unfold it and as she unfolds it uh this like black fabric comes down and it's a uh, very long black cloak it's like oh that's and it's like i have it's made of a uh, heavy material and it's got a at the ends of it you notice they're uneven and they kind of uh arch at the ends just a little bit inward and uh the material is very thick and fine and it would be, I would say it would look like it's elven made, but it's drow made, so it's like, it's very fine and ornate looking and finely woven, but it's jet black. And it has, uh, even the little embroideries on it are just like a slightly different shade of black. And uh, she kind of like flicks it out a little bit and Ani, give me an arcana check. I will never get over her rolling this massive d20. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> so loud. I know. Dum dum. Did you add your modifier to it, dear? Yeah. Eleven. Um, it does give off like a faint magical sense to it. You don't know what it is, but it does give off a bit of a magical sense. Alrighty. Excuse me. But Jazz, you got a magical cloak of some kind. Well, that's different. Okay. I won't say no to that. I wonder what it does. She just kind of, and like while you guys are getting ready, she's just kind of like going over like every single like inch of it. She's like folding it over and she's looking at it. She's partially inspecting it because she thinks it's nice and she's partially inspecting it to see if there's anything suspicious about it. That too. Uh, uh, while she's doing that. I'm going to wake up Myth and see if he knows um, anything. While she's flicking out, you know, while she's inspecting the cloak, um, Val is whispering to Lucy. They're just... Just, talking. And Osh is gonna ignore that and um, <laughs> talk to Myth. Hey Myth, can you uh Val throws Goosey into the cloak. Ah! <laughs> because you interrupted her mid sentence, Osh is just like Myth is awake, but like they're both like looking between you and the goose. Okay, roll me an unarmed strike to throw through Gooseington accurately. <laughs> How do I do that? Oh, do you want it to oh, be D twenty bl- plus two? Do you do you really want to ten? Okay, ten. <laughs> well, Jazara's just standing there. She's kind of looking looking at the cloak, and all of a sudden, goose! And she's like, <laughs> and he flies into this cloak, and he like it falls from her hands. It covers her goosington, and now there's just a cloak with a 
very disgruntled goose. <laughs> flopping all over the room. Just See, this is what Goosey and I were talking about. Knocking into you, knocking into Asha, like just falling over himself. <laughs> over the bed, just pinches one part of the cloak and lets go of the rest of it, so Sergus Agent just falls onto the bed. And he looks at Valkaria. You weren't supposed to freak out! We just thought I'd throw you at it! He just starts straightening his feathers and he just starts giving you the stink eyes. He's aggressively straightening his feathers. We both agreed on this. Don't forget your knife. <laughs> you want him to forget his knife? At no, I point. don't. I want him to have it because then he'll just get mad at me if he forgets it. And he walks, and I think he's aggressively straightening like some of his feathers. He walks over to where his uh, knife is. He picks it up, and he just like angrily marches over to Asha and sits right on Asha's foot. <laughs> just looks at her like, <laughs> and she's like, and she straightens it on his little <laughs> necklace <laughs> and and smooths out some feathers he missed on his back. And then pats him nicely on the head. <laughs> and I'm so sorry she's this way. <laughs> I can't do anything about her. But but we'll just leave her alone today, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so! <laughs> so he straightened up Sir Goosington and uh, Chisara, who is now picking loose feathers out of the cloak. She's like, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a nice, nice gift. <laughs> like, was. for a while it lasted. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. <laughs> and she just, staring at Valkaria, just puts the cloak on and just keeps staring at her and just... Get ready. Mm-hmm. Bag's ready. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be in a bag. <laughs> Zara just, like, she just looks at everybody and then she just walks out of the room. She's like, nope. Nope. Jazz is gone. She's ready to go. Mm-hmm. She doesn't leave. Asha leave. has her backpack, <coughs> Myth, and her, Sir Goosey, and they all and we all just harump out of the room behind her. Val, Val do you gra- follow? Yes, Val grabs her 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 staff and her bag, and off she goes. You walk into them. the to the hall to meet uh, the rest of your party and who are standing directly in front of a pair of guards that are waiting for you to escort you back up to the deck of the ship. You guys make your way up to the top and as you get up out into like the open air, you see that there's, it's still very early. So like the sun hasn't like fully risen. You can still see the sunrise in the distance. And uh, as you're standing there, you see a group of people which includes the party that you had met, uh, including Calm and Thylissen and Alcindor. And you also see the cleric that Asha's been working with for quite some time now. And the ship commander is also standing there. And uh, a 
a little groggy looking, but standing on his own two feet is Orvo. <laughs> and he's standing yeah, next to the, to the cleric who, and he looks, he looks tired, like very staggered, but he, he's standing on, you know, under his own willpower. So it's, it's an improvement from the last time you saw him. Hey, Orvo, have you tried sucking on any fish lately? And he just, like, his eyes are a little glassy, and he just doesn't even really respond. He just kind of, like, blinks, but it's a blink where, like, both eyes don't blink at the same time. Just, like, and he just kind of stares at you. And, uh, I'm sure Asha smacks me for that. Uh, you guys walk up to the gathered group, and the commander is standing there, and, uh, he addresses you all. I am aware that it is a early hour, but as things on the ship are just beginning to wind down before day breaks, we decided it would be best if all of you left before the dawn. Okay. Sure. And uh, Alcindor steps forward. She said, I hope you enjoyed your flight here the first time, because that will be how you're leaving now. And she gestures, and like the griffins that you guys had ridden here with, uh, including an additional griffin, um, all step forward. And the little baby one's kind of like trailing along behind. And uh, she says, we will drop you off at your ship in order to expedite the process. Thank oh, you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. is a little surprised uh, by like the offer and the fact that this will cut several days out of your journey back to the Remoraz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she doesn't say anything. She just she nods and she makes like eye contact with the comm and they listen and uh, like she's wearing the cloak now and she just kind of gives them both like a you know a, a nod and uh, calm just kind of like gives a very awkward and a little obvious nod too it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like okay and, th- well, and like you see they listen next boys. to him just kind of like like just kind of elbow him a little bit like just be normal be cool <laughs> come on because we're be trying cool. to get away with something and you're just ruining it <laughs> like come on so uh the, like the commander is just kind of like eyeing them both out of the corner of his eye but he doesn't say anything mm. and uh, as you guys like the griffins come over and they have like all these nice saddles on them this time and some of them like two of them uh two or three of them like have the double saddles on them and you guys can like hook your bags and stuff into them and uh yeah anything you'd like to do before you leave question sure is is there a way or anything that like val can um I don't try and get a sense of who someone is via their magic. Yeah, I would let you do either an insight check or a arcana check, depending on how through magic you wanted to do it. Okay, because she knows that, like, something's a little, not as, like, off with the the commander. Mm -hmm. Because he's, like, he looks at her like he knows her or something. Yeah. Or He looks at you with an odd amount of intensity. Yeah, so she wants to know why, and I'm wondering if she can, like... I don't know, figure out if she has know. any sense of who this person could be. Sure. Like, Go if ahead she knows and... him. Um, is there a specific spell you wanted to use, or you just want to kind of get a sense of who he is? No, I don't have any spells that I think that would work for that. Okay. So I just kind of, I guess, use magic. Yeah. Versus magic. Well, yeah. give me a insight check. Insight check, okay. We're going to use an actual nice d20. Okay. Is that insight? Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen? Cool. So, as you're looking at him, and uh, he's 
he's just kind of like staring at all of you and then like you know he's eyeing the two younger members of his of this little gathered party and everything like that and he does keep glancing back at you and like he's almost like he's taking your measure as a person because he he looks at you and he gets like a little like he's very he's concentrating and he's almost like he's trying to just judge all of you at once this very intense stare and it's it's a little unsettling because it's it's just one of those very piercing gazes of like somebody who's taking in every detail of you and scrutinizing it for purposes unknown to you um you're not super certain why but you know it is with the you get this sense that he's just trying to learn who you are and whether or not whether or not you or someone he should or could trust in any kind of capacity got it but also being judgy of course he's being judgy he's a commander that's how he got to where he is. Yeah, so he so, looks like he's trying to take your measure as a person. Uh, Val is going to walk up to him. And she did this while she was putting all of her stuff away in the bag. So, like, okay. she already has it at the ready. She walks up to him and she pulls one of the uh, the vials of the antidote Okay. from, from her pocket. Okay. And hands it over, so like no magic, no go- no gloves or anything. Just pulls it out and says to him, "Thank you for your hospitality and for guiding us in the direction that we need in order to save our city. And in thanks, I give you a vial of antidote that we have found for what is the re- for what is the reason that we are out here for. We're, we we may eat for some friends that were sick, and we came out here looking for an antidote. We found a whole bunch and." I would like you to have one in case anyone in this city horribly befalls this illness. He stares at you for a very long moment. Val does and not blink. He kind of glances over at the cleric, and she kind of she comes over and she stands and she and she like looks at this vial that you have. She says, "You have been busy, my dear. You have no idea." That is a very rare thing you offer. You're certain. I'm certain. You led us onto your ships against, I'm assuming, all of your better judgments. <laughs> it's all I can offer back as thanks. And she nods and she kind of looks at the commander and gives him like one like firm nod. And he, he reaches over and he takes it from you and he says, it is unexpectedly generous. We will remember that. This place you're from. This pocket of the Underdark. Is it far from here? Val turns around, looks at Jazz, kind of beckons her over. (laughs) Jazz kind of comes over and she's. Because she can. Like, everybody is, like, paying attention, but not paying attention to your conversation at this point. She says, It's a bit past Pale Bank, towards the mountains. He nods. We do not send scouting parties that way often, but we will keep an ear out we hear anything coming from that direction. Val nods her head again. Thank you. And Jazara, uh, like, nods with you. And, uh, as you, like, look at the, uh, griffins, there's Calm is on one, Alessandor is on another, and Thylissen is on another. And, uh, Orvo is already loaded up onto, onto one on his, on his own, which he looks very nervous about. 
and uh, he's just kind of like they've kind of strapped Orvo into this griffin so he can't fall out and uh, you can see calm like kind of like reassuring he's like it's okay they know what they're doing like they'll they'll just follow the rest of us and he's like uh-huh. Are you sure? <laughs> Poor Orvo. <laughs> it's it's fine. It'll it's they'll they know what to do. Just just trust them. He's like doors belong in the ground. <laughs> Not in this air. Not in this flying bullshit. Val is flouncing over to her griffin. Could you imagine being as like weak as he is and then being expected to ride on a griffin. Uh, poor thing. <laughs> and uh, you guys uh, go to get on your griffins and Jazara makes it to the griffins before you guys on purpose walking a little faster. Than you just see her like suddenly just power walk slightly in front of you and just takes the griffin with Thylus and Thylusis on it because she doesn't want to sit with the captain and she doesn't want to sit with Calm so she's just going to pick the safe neutral choice so she learned from the flight in she's like mm, nope nope and she sits down like on the back saddle before either of you have even finished making it over there she just looks directly at the both of you and just like she dares you to say something because it won't end well Nope. But Asha is going to hand you Sir Goosey because he doesn't want to sit with her, but Myth. It was a mutual idea! Well, it didn't work out mutually, did it? Um, And uh, Myth wants to go for a ride so and be able to see things. So she can only hold onto one animal securely at a time. Myth kind of like makes himself a scarf and like curls around you. He's inside Mm -hmm. your cloak. But, like, okay. he's curled it, and he's got his head just, like, poked out. And uh, mm-hmm. he's kind of, like, all cuddled in, and his ears are kind of, like, flat and all that. And, he's ready. Uh, he's totally he's so ready. Jazara takes Sir Goosington, opens a saddlebag, and, like, puts him in it, and his little head pokes out the front. And she, like, straps him in, and so Sir Goosington is in a side saddle. And, like, a little saddlebag on the side. So, so Jazz is sitting with Silas's. Mm-hmm. Orvo is with who? Orvo's by himself and terrified. Okay. Uh, who are we sitting with? That's up to you. Uh, Al Sandor and Calm are both uh, have open seats. I'll sit with the dork. <laughs> Leave me with the command with the captain. All right. Probably the safest choice for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So you guys get on the Griffins, and um, the cleric uh, walks up to you, Asha, just before you guys get ready to leave, and she uh, puts like she takes both of your hands in hers, and she's it was so good to meet you, dear. It's so nice to see somebody blessed with so much light. Thank you so much for imparting so much wisdom in such a short time. Oh, it was my pleasure, dear. And she pats your hands, and as she pats your hands the second time, she kind of, like, presses a bag of something into your hands, and then just kind of, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, like, pushes your hands down into your lap, where, like, it's mm-hmm. a little less obvious and can be seen, and she says, you take care now, dear. And you too. I hope to see you again. And I, you. Don't be a stranger and do be careful. And Asha kind of presses her hand to her heart, not the one with the baggie, and <laughs> and kind of dips her head. All right. Uh, is there anything Valkaria is going to do before you guys finish loading up? No, Val's just going to bounce on the back of that griffin and just be, she's ready. She's content. 
You can see a little bit of the disgruntledness of, of like, the commander as, as Valkyrie is getting a little antsy sitting back there. And uh, she kind of, like, grabs hold of, like, the reins for the griffin, and she says, All right, hold on. Don't fall off, because I'm not going to try and get you. Cool. At least we're and on it here. you guys just blast off right straight into the air, almost going just directly up at a very steep incline. And the wind just kind of blasts back against you, and you have to try so hard to hang on. Like, you are, like, you... There are places for, like, for your hands to hang on to, which there's these leather straps that are attached, like, mm-hmm. to the saddle, so you can put your hands under the strap to hold on to the saddle, and it kind of helps hold you in place a little bit. But it is bracing, and you just heard Orvo go, <laughs> just absolutely terrified. But luckily for him, his griffin is paying attention and is going with the rest of the group. His 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 screams of fear are drowned out by Val's whoops of joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as as Valkaria just has so much fun. You guys eventually make it like up, and you go up, 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 and up until you get over the crest of the mountains, and uh, there is just you can see in, in every direction. You see tundra and mountain and just a huge expanse of icy ocean in every direction. And it takes a little while, maybe like about an hour, but as you kind of like swoop around and eventually you come around to this cove and you can see one lone, very familiar ship docked there. And Val whoops again because she's like, they waited! (laughs) Oh, I think we can all be grateful for that. And uh, you guys start to like... uh, (laughs) You start to come in for a landing, and you can see as you get closer, like, the people on the deck of the ship are, like, pointing up at the griffins, and, like, you see somebody grab a really large plank and, like, kind of hold it a little close, <laughs> looking around. And, uh, but you guys are pointed at as the griffins kind of, like, swoop and do, like, a large loop around before coming in. Val's and... pointing her, her staff at Plank Man and just yelling, Plank Man! <laughs> and, uh... Goes, yeah, they start to recognize you guys, and they you can hear cheers all around. And Plank Man holds his plank aloft, and he's just like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and they start shouting, and you can just hear like cheers all around from across the ship as people start to gather on the deck, and a couple of them like get off the ship as you guys come in for a landing in the snow, maybe about like thirty feet or so away from where the ship it, uh, is docked. And uh, you guys come in for a bit of a harsh but solid landing as you as you come in. Orvo is shitting himself. At this Orvo time. probably did shit himself. Yeah. Orvo is like pulling the straps off of him and then just <laughs> falls like face first into the snow and he goes, oh, "Thank you." Land, <laughs> ground. Orvs are meant to be in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like he's kind of like wiggled his face down trying to get to the dirt past the snow and he's just really finding more snow more than anything and he's like <laughs> and uh, he just kind of and like the griffin is next to him just kind of like nudges him and is just kind of looking at him and it just like keeps nudging him and nudging him and nudging him and Orba's <laughs> just not caring at all uh, the oh. com- commander kind of looks at you and she says well <clears throat> this is where we leave you. Thanks for the ride. And thank you so much for everything. Best of luck with whatever it is you seek. Oh, we're gonna need it. Thank you. <laughs> it is true. Words have not been spoken. 
will likely face a lot of challenges, even in Jorhas. Just be careful with what you tell people. It's the only advice I can offer. Thanks. It's noted. No. I, I learned that. <laughs> On Vermos. Yeah. The commander kind of like turns her griffin and then like gets ready for to like to take off and like comment I listen kind of like look at you guys and like for what it's worth it was nice meeting you. I know it wasn't great and the circumstances were worse. But <laughs> At the very is this least, calm or Thylissin speaking? <laughs> calm. Thylissin is just watching his friend be awkward. As, and then, like, calm is, like, looking at all three of you, and it's just like, you guys were. And he looks at Sir Goosington. And then he looks at the cat that talks. It's Anosh's, like, cloak. <laughs> and says, you guys were definitely, guys like, nothing I'd ever met before. Best well, that's of the... what we strive to do. <laughs> <laughs> and Jazara's like, and we seem to succeed without even trying. Yep. And, like Jazara kind of like straightens the the cloak a little bit. She just kind of like gives him a nod about it, but doesn't say anything. And uh, he nods and like he turns his griffin and Thylissa and says, uh, "I I grew up in Rosana. I mean, a lot of us are from there. But a piece of advice. I don't know how your underdark really handles hierarchy, but you should pay attention to the people around the Bright Queen just as much as you should pay attention to her." There are some solid nods going around the our party at this point. Okay, new kid. Uh, Val you know, turns around and is about, takes like one step, but then looks over at Silasius and Calm and just goes, "I'm the princess of our city." <laughs> um, and both their eyes just go wide, like, "Huh." <laughs> also, I guess it would be safe to say, if you take anything away from meeting us, is don't judge a book by its cover. Just because we're from the Underdark doesn't mean we're bad people. It calm, like, nods quickly, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so and, like, he kind of looks, he hesitates for a moment, and he looks at you, and he, says, and he says, If you have experience dealing with people of a lot of self-importance, it would do you well to use those skills when meeting the various dens of Rosanna. So I can't punch him in the face like nope, our nope, other No, no, you cannot air. punch. Cool. Got it. And uh, he, he nods and uh, and he turns on his griffin and uh, they all go and they, they start taking off. And just as like their griffins like start to like take off in the air, Valkaria just from behind, bam! As somebody slams into you from behind, it just wraps giant arms around you and you just get lifted off the ground. It's like, you're back! You survived! We thought you were dead! We thought you were all dead! <laughs> and you were lifted into the air by Plank Man. Plank Man! <laughs> you guys are kind of like swarmed by the crew of the ship that you haven't seen in so long. But it's so nice to see them. Val yeah. is laughing and like patting Plank Man's arm that is like trying to suffocate her. It's just like, oh. thanks! Glad to see you too, Plank Man! I can't breathe! And, and you hear the, the older dwarven woman say, put her down, put her down. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as he puts you down, she turns around and grabs you, like, and she grabs you, and, like, she's much shorter than you are, so she's kind of pulling you down at the same time. It's like, well, did you do it? Were you successful? If you stop shaking me, I can tell you! And she, she does not. <laughs> she's holding on. Okay, did okay. you do it, girl? Yes, yes, I, I need my hands to show you. Oh, she's, she's only holding onto, like, the lapels of your jacket. <laughs> I know, but she's shaking me, and I can't. I don't really want to put the gloves on yeah, while fair. I'm being shook. 
And she's like, all right, all right. And she's like, did you really do it? Were you successful? Yes, we did it. We did it. We were successful. And what are just, we wasting time for? Weird. We gotta go back. And there, and uh, you hear plank menu to pale bank, to pale bank, and they're so excited. There's cheers. You hear a bunch of like really excited like yells, and people are practically just dragging you back onto the ship. Like let's go, let's go, let's go. Val and, is dragging her feet to go back on the ship because she doesn't want to be sick again. That's fair. This is true. Uh, but once you you've had your sea legs before, so I won't make no. you re-roll for them again. Okay. So, Thank but. You. Uh, you guys all like pile up on the ship and it is with a much lighter and more joyous mood that you get back on the Rimarats. You know, it'll take quite a few days to get there. And um, the first mate does tell you that you'll have to stop in Sylrenia again on the way back for the final round of supplies. But you guys are off. You are headed back triumphant to uh, Sylrenia and then on to Pale Bank. <laughs> Is there anything you specifically would like to do while you are on the ship for several days? Uh, Val is going to avoid showing everyone the little pocket of space she's got full of the vials just to keep okay. it a surprise for everybody. Okay. Because like they have no, they, they know they're successful, but they don't know how successful. Mm -hmm. yeah. She wants to keep that. But one of the first things she does as soon as they're on the ship and the ship starts sailing, is she climbs up one of the masts and just sits up there in the crow's nest. Okay. And just lets the wind blow through. Because she, she's not over the griffin thing. She just wants to keep pretending like she's flying. Fly. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about Asha? Asha wants to check in with her little puppy friend. <laughs> her puppy friend. <laughs> See how he's doing. Um. Okay. Um, her little... Her little not so secret admirer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he sees you, and, and like you guys have been on the ship for like maybe a few hours the first day or so, and like everybody's like it was a mad rush to like scramble to get the ship ready and like turn it around. You guys sailed off, and like once like that rush of everything like starts to calm down, and Valkaria, you watch Valkaria just like climb willy nilly up into the crow's nest, and. Uh, Jazara kind of like starts walking towards the front of the ship, and uh, you approach your little secret admirer. Val's uh, gonna send a message to Asha and be like, mm -hmm. "See if you can sweeten the deal with what we can get from the kitchen." <laughs> always thinking of your stomach. What other way is there to get to my heart than through my stomach? <laughs> Uh, he kind of like sees you like coming up to him and he kind of like startles a, l a little bit and then he kind of like straightens himself. <laughs> <laughs> and I've still got myth, you know, wrapped in my uh -huh. cloak. The hood is down, but like the cat remains. And it's just you like. You feel his mist tail just thumping against you like a little faster and faster. He's, and enjoying, he's mm -hmm. enjoying this child's uneasiness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> shoes too <laughs> <laughs> um so uh how you been <laughs> oh uh um yeah i good good um it was a little boring here uh we did like we managed to like pull the ship in like closer to the shore so we could dock um we, really we did not like a lot not like a lot happened. Uh, we saw, oh, we saw some yetis 
though. That was kind of cool. Whoa, they were yetis. like super, super far in the in the distance, and they were like eleven feet tall. But uh, it was it was pretty cool, and like they didn't come anywhere near us or anything, so like we were fine. But like it was it was kind of like it was a lot. So <laughs> it was a lot, Asha. It was a lot. All... You can't hear this, Valkaria. <laughs> I can't. Damn it. No. Too She's high up. Her super hearing today. I guess <laughs> you From are like twenty-five feet in the air. You can't hear this. Don't I have like? Don't we all have like better hearing because we're from the underdark? No. Oh, we you have better can't, vision. You don't have to drop hearing. You have better vision. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so distracted. I can't come up with a coherent falling. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me not to actually have you as a wing woman. <laughs> um, yetis, huh? Are they common around these? Uh, yeah, like, there's, there's supposed, and she, he kind of, like, leans a little closer to you, and he's like, there's, like, supposed to be, like, the secret, like, Yeti preserve somewhere on one of the islands, but nobody really knows where. Um, some of them are, like, super dangerous and violent, but some of them are apparently really, really, really smart, and nobody really knows which is which, but, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm almost scaring myself with the accuracy of like a young guy talking right now. I, I almost feel like we've moved down from like a teenager <laughs> to a preteen, so we're like 11, 12. <laughs> with a little bit of ADHD. And he's this is like, this is his fixation topic. He's somewhere <laughs> between the ages of, I, I think, like 19 and like 21, somewhere in there. Like, I, I didn't put something specific. It's Zach Addy. Yeah, it is. He's Zach Addy. So, uh, you, other than Yeti's, anything interesting, or did you just have to hang around the ship and swab the deck? Um, he's like, uh, you know, we just kind of finished fixing some of the minor stuff from that fight with all the harpies and stuff like that. We'd fixed a lot of it before we left Sorania, but there was still, like, some minor things to do, and, like, we made new sails and, and stuff like that. Not, I'm sure it probably wasn't as interesting as whatever you guys did, but, you know, like, got the job done. Asha is suddenly realizing she doesn't know how to talk to. It's not even boys. It's just. <laughs> it's children. <laughs> um. Oh my god. I'm not asking him if Yeti's like fish. <laughs> That's what she wrote to me. I believe, I believe you. I, believe you. I wholeheartedly <laughs> believe you. Conversation. Uh, okay. Is it well, though? Is it? Is it though? And Aaron's gonna pivot ungracefully here. Uh, so do you know what's for dinner? Uh, um, he looks up at the sky for like the time, and it's like 11 a.m. And it's just like, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I know there's like some like cheese and bread and stuff for like lunch um but i don't think they've decided what's for dinner uh yet aaron is starting uh, excuse me asha is aaron is also regretting things <laughs> um but um uh but asha is looking for a way out of this conversation now and she has no idea what to uh, do now val is gonna choose check. Oh, okay huh give me a perception yeah. check oh goodness okay okay let's see <laughs> okay 
It's <laughs> not encouraging. Uh, okay, 12. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take a lot for you to turn and see, like, where, like, the the ship goes up into, like, that second level, standing mm-hmm. at the top of the stairs, leaning against the rail, staring directly at you as Jazara, but just a smirk on her face, just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> really. It is this moment that Val is going to come back down from her mast and come right up to Asha and be like, so, what are we talking about? You know what? Have, have you talked to Calhan today? I'm going to talk to you what, and then I'm going to go kill Jazz. I'll be back. <laughs> and so now you get to talk to the puppy, and I'm going to go run away. Jazara <laughs> is going to, like, intercept you, and she's like, well, that was embarrassing. <laughs> For everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing to watch, to be fair, yeah. Uh... And she says, why don't we work out some of those frustrations? It's time for training. Uh, you know <laughs> and what? before you know, Valkyria can make... thinks about it for a second, and she's like, you know what? You know what? Yes, let's. Yep. Mm-hmm. And be- before Valkyria can do whatever she's going to do, uh, as, like, Jazara leads Asha, like, back in that direction and just snags the back of uh, Valkyria's <laughs> hoodie as she goes and just starts dragging her with her. It's like, training! Now! Let's go! <laughs> And on your as, feet. as Val is going, do Yetis like fish? <laughs> What's for lunch? And you already just, answered about lunch. I you didn't hear him. that. I was up in the mess. Well, you just hear him yell. We're both pulling. Cheese. <laughs> cheese. We're having cheese for lunch. Well, it's like no lunch until lunch. after you're done. You don't want to eat before you get the shit beat out of you. Yes, master. <laughs> All right, run. We're gonna do one on one. We're gonna do one-on-one training first. Then she points at Valkaria, then she points at Asha, and she's like, let's go. Ah! As in, we beat each other up? Yep. I'll take a swing with her staff. Rude. You and that fucking staff. <laughs> Asha did not have her shield with her today. So she's didn't gonna- Didn't have her shield out. So and it just like whiffs right by Asha's face. It's just, And I just assume it completely devolves from there. Yep. <laughs> So there's going to be some unarmed strikes that take place. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine it, it starts with what is, like, trying to be, like, real fighting of, like, mm-hmm. actual swings with the staff and, like, working on holding the shield. And eventually it just devolves into, like, a tackle and just flopping all over the deck. So, yeah. Cat fight. Because at some point Sir Goosington gets involved and he just starts squawking and walking over you guys and getting in the way. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how you guys spend s- several hours. Like, you go from <laughs> mock fighting uh, to uh, Jazara does make you run laps around the ship, uh, which she runs with you. And, like, in, in slight way of showing off, like, as she's running with you, like, she'll be running in front of you and she'll be running backwards. And, like, and she'll be like, come on, Not let's winded. go, let's go. Not it's winded. that scene in uh, Captain America. <laughs> on, on, your left. Left. on your left. On your left. On your left. <laughs> Just oh, over man. and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And Asha and Val just heaving. And Sir Pinkington goes like half a lap with you guys and just gives up. Exactly. <laughs> he, he just tries so hard. And he goes for about half the ship length and he gets to the stairs and he's just like, no. I'm assuming that Myth is like sitting on one of the steps and just watching. Oh, Myth exited the building right oh, away. Cause, okay. Well, no, I can just imagine because Asha would have to take that jacket off that she oh. had on. Mm-hmm. So she's like, here, here's a bed. Good boy. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. 
So like the, the wind at least is cool and it's bracing against you, so it keeps you a little cooler, but uh, you do spend several hours that day and every day you're on the ship doing exactly the same thing. You start with physical training of like a spar and then you do uh, laps around the ship and then uh, Jazara goes and gets very creative with things that makes you guys like weight lift from around the ship um, and various other like stretches and lunges and then like even a little bit of like some some ropes and yeah even a little bit of like yoga here and there to like cool down with and everything so it's quite a few hours of every day that you guys are on this ship please everyone take a second to visualize Val in like yoga positions (laughs) please everyone wishing Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like just trying to do tree pose or something, and she's got a tail to kind of do, try to work the fucking weight in and be like, how well, am I not gonna fall? Yeah, you do notice that like she's a little surprisingly uh, balanced very well because of her tail. It's only when like Val's tail starts like squishing kind of fast that it kind of like counteracts that. So, but it's you all are... those years of uh, etiquette training with her mother. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, is there anything specific you guys would like to do uh, while you're on the ship? Besides a lot of physical training. Uh, no. That was gonna, like, every day that they're on the ship before, like, she they start with the the exercises, the training. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val's gonna be up in the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. But she's also going to, because uh, it's, day- it's daytime, it's sunlight, whatever, she's also gonna be, um, she's gonna be with her her stones, her items okay. around her. Okay. Just wind in her face, you know, sun beating down, I guess the sun energy charging her crystal and all the other stuff and just zenning with everything. Okay. Mm. Just doing some meditation like by yourself yeah. in the crow's nest and yeah. just kind of like focusing in on it because you're trying to get better at it and like learn yeah. how to focus more. And, and like the energies yeah. between like the day and the night are different. So mm-hmm. she wants to do it. And- at, it yeah. You do notice like an overall different feel when you're up there and it's kind of like nice to be like in the solitude of being in the crow's nest but knowing that just below you is a whole bunch of people that you know um and you're in like this bright sunlight and the breeze is really bracing and it's an odd like juxtaposition of like the cold because you're in like a chandra area but you're also just have like the sun that's directly beating on you and uh, it's, it's and Val really is nice. realizing that how much she enjoys this wind because we don't really mm-hmm. get much of it on you know or yeah, any it's, where we are. You, you guys get the occasional like <laughs> wind storm that comes through and it just like really just blows through the city for a few hours before leaving and you don't really know what causes that. Uh, but uh, it happens once in a while. But that's about your only lifted farts. Land. <laughs> Who's farts? The lifted farts. The lifted farts. Stinky. <laughs> That's why everyone runs for cover in the name of the city when the when the winds come. They smell dank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, um, Asha would like to examine the little bundle that um, uh, that, that was given to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two health potions in it. Ooh, nice, nice. She's also. <laughs> Also, because I have not forgotten it, even though it seems like I have, I would like to... Where is that damn thing? I would like to uh, 
open a pouch on my robe of useful items. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have only opened two, so I, I want. That's I want true. To know. You've got. I was thinking about that as we sat down too. I'm like, what happened to that cloak? Isn't it weird how that like brain? <laughs> Gloria. Gloria. Oh, Gloria. Come All on, right, I do have that stone. All righty, dear, you are going to go ahead and you're going to roll me a d100. 33. 33. You, uh, you know, you're sitting there, just kind of on the deck. Um, and you're kind of like, maybe after all of the working out you did for the day, and you kind of like shake out your cloak, and before you put it back on, you kind of like look at one of the patches and just like a little bit. You know, kind of looking around, maybe, just on the mm-hmm. wind and just pull one off. And you pull one off, and uh, it, you, there's just this little uh, <laughs> smoke from the patch that just kind of grows and extends out and gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it's uh, taller than you are. And then this smoke fades, and standing there is a horse. <laughs> with saddlebag. Um, with a saddlebag? Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's got like a uh, saddle and saddlebags and everything. Uh-huh. And I'm going to assume that Val and uh, Jazz are sitting kind of close. So I'm going to, I mean, I'm assuming they saw the poof, but I'm, but. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see it. I, I see it. What the what hell is that? is that? So Asha, noticing that it is probably an animal and, uh, you know, it whinnies at you. <laughs> and she uh, is helpless against animals, goes over. Val's not that far behind her. Puts a tentative hand out, touches the horse, says, hello, what is your name? (laughs) Not expecting an answer, obviously. Um, And then, um, do you think it's permanent? Oh god, okay. Val's just gonna circle it and be like, what is it? 21. How close do you get to it, Valkaria? Pretty close. You gotta walk behind it. Yeah, you said the you answer to that it, is so you no. Did. Yes, I walked behind but it, but not right behind it. No, no, she I, said I, she walked very close to it. If, if it's standing this okay, way in front done. of me, you, nope, you don't know anything about horses, dear. Mm-hmm. I want you to roll me an animal handling check, Valkaria. Asha got a twenty-one. Mm, it fourteen. Likes, it likes Asha. It does. Yeah. What did you say? Fourteen. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. You like Asha? It takes you instantly like you put your hand out to touch it and it like it meets you halfway and it like kind of like nuzzles against you a little bit and it's just paying attention to you and like out of the corner of your eye your eye you just see valkaria like walk around behind you and then behind the horse and she's looking at it very confused at this gigantic creature <laughs> and as she's staring at it and then as she walks behind it like you hear you see like its little ears twitch mm-hmm. back and you don't know what it is that valkaria does but all of a sudden just one of the creatures, like, back legs comes up. Bam! And, uh, what's your <laughs> armor class again, Valkaria? 11. Yeah, it rolls an 18 to hit you, dear. And you just get socked in the gut by, uh, the hoof of a horse. And you're gonna take... She got donkey kick. You're gonna great. take four points of damage for that one, dear. Ow. And you are laid flat <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, she just Val is just staring at the sky. Oh, uh, and it's about that time that like the first mate comes over and like, where the hell did that horse come from? Is that what you call the thing that hit me? Where did you get a horse? Ask her. 
I have this cloak, and it has it. It you open a patch, and something useful pops out. I didn't know your horn. You got I got a scroll the last time. I didn't think I'd get a horse. You got a horse out of a cloak. Can you put it back? Yeah, uh, put it back. Uh, <laughs> roll me an Arcana check, Asha. <laughs> See if you can put the horse back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm imagining Asha just so flustered right now on this ship. Like, I. Jazara ah! has made her way over to uh, Valkaria, giving this horse a very wide berth. And just looking at her, like, are you alive? I'm alive. It, I hurt, but I'm alive. Okay. So, whatever it is. Is capable of great acts of violence. We've learned that, but it likes Asha. They called it a horse. Yeah, looks kind of like sad. some of the the oxen that we have in the Underdark, just dollar. It's the idea of can you put it back? <laughs> well, roll me an Arcana check and see if you can put it back. Eleven. You can Sounds put it like... back. I can. Yeah! You can put it the back. patch still exists, and you think to yourself that if you pull the patch down, like, it might, the horse might go back. Because, like, it's not, the patch do, doesn't fully, like, close back onto the cloak. It's like so Velcro, I guess. if you, like, push it back, then mm -hmm. the horse might go back. You can try can, it. Can I look in the saddlebag first? <laughs> sure, yeah. They're both, uh, they're very fine uh, leather saddlebags. The horse itself is a, uh, he's like a very nice brown color uh he's got a uh, long like black mane and he's got a leather saddle and his two saddlebags are pretty big like they look like uh sir goosington could fit in either one um <laughs> with like a lot of comfy space but they're both empty mal okay. is currently rolling onto her stomach and crawling farther away okay and i'm gonna pat the horse <laughs> on the neck and be like mm -hmm. it's nice to meet you can you tell it to not hit your friends gonna try and put it back <laughs> and then so she's gonna try closing up the patch and does that and work the, and the horse kind of like neighs at you and then just poof and then the, the patch now takes on the symbol of a horse and so in the future i can mm -hmm. and you can just pull the patch off and you can summon a horse nice okay mm -hmm. you've once horse. we're off the ship once we're off the ship it'll be a lot easier to um so you know Asha's gonna spend the rest of the day trying to come up with a name for the horse, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I assume so. Mm -hmm. That is her duty. Team so the the day that you have <laughs> Heathling, kind of points, ass whooper, ass whooper. <laughs> the the first Valkaria's day have... nemesis, <laughs> Valkaria's bane. The his first name day is bane. Have... bane, bane, or nemesis would have been good too. There you go, nemesis. nemesis yeah. That's really good. But her full regal, na regal name is Valkaria's nemesis. <laughs> there you go. Um, your first day on the ship is interesting, active, but it does eventually come to an end. You get a dinner of, unsurprisingly, of fish that were yeah. fished from the boat. And uh, they're very salty and in some places maybe a little undercooked, but 
Well, it's it's a good thing that Val has those spices on her. Just sprinkle some on and then... It, even Jazara's kind of like holding her fish underneath. Like, you're, you're sprinkling it like, please. <laughs> and and uh, so you guys have your uh, first evening like start to come to a close. You guys are uh, told that you will be assigned watches. Um, but as there's so many people on the ship, the only person on uh, watch from your party that night is going to be Valkaria, and she has middle watch. So uh, the other ones will be taken up first by the uh, older dwarven woman, and then lastly um, by the captain himself. So uh, the evening goes smoothly. You guys go back into your so small cabin, so small, and. Yeah, it is. It's, you're mostly sleeping partially on top of each other at this point. This was and, easier when you were a plant. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you guys kind of, uh, kind of squeeze in, and in, in the middle of the night, you hear like a little knock, and uh, as the dwarven woman comes and summons Valkaria, and she's like, "Oi, up, your watch!" And she kind of like kicks at your boot. <laughs> Excuse you. And then Asha gives a nudge. Going, I'm going. Stop talking. <laughs> so grudgingly walks, follows. You know, and you go up to the the top uh, of the ship, and she like she leaves. She doesn't even like she doesn't go with you or anything like that. She just goes to towards her hammock, and you come up. And as you come up onto the the deck of the ship, give me a perception check. Twenty. Not 20. Not 20. What hits you first is a smell. It's <laughs> it's not a it's not a bad smell. It it smells familiar and it smells a little bit like ash and smoke. And it's not in a bad way, but it, it reminds you a little bit of just like after a fire is burned out. And uh, as you kind of like step out on, into this deck and like you see like a couple of like little lanterns lit around the ship, but not enough to do that. And y- you kind of, like, start to take the measure of the ship, and as you, you turn around and you do a full circle of standing and looking around the ship, and as you come back, what had you were certain was not there before, or I guess I should say who you were certain was not there before. There is a, a slightly familiar figure He's got both of his arms braced against the edge of the ship. He's wearing very fine, like, winter clothes. And as you as you look at him, and his hair is kind of down and, and long, and you notice this older tiefling man, a form you've seen before. His tail kind of swishes slightly back and forth, and underneath the smell of smoke, and ash. It's almost a sharp, sharp minty scent that you kind of associate with the cold. This man who smells like the incarnate of winter itself is leaning against the ship. And you recognize him. He was there, after all, when you were in that tavern in the Cult of the Worm. He had drinks with you. Mm-hmm. And he told you that he hoped you didn't die. Val is going to instantly go into, I guess, warrior pose. Like, just staff behind her at the ready, like, crouch. Mm. Like, 
what are you doing here and what do you want? And he doesn't turn to look at you. And he's still leaning and he's looking out into the ocean. And he says, Oh, come now, my dear. Enough of that. You're not going to get anywhere that way anyway. And in that moment that he finishes that sentence, you go from halfway across the ship, crouched into warrior pose, to standing next to him. Not of your own volition. He's holding your staff. And he has it in one hand and he kind of twirls it around. It's like... This isn't bad for a beginner. He doesn't fully turn to look at you, but he kind of like smirks at you like out of the corner of his eye. He says, your magic and your weapons, they will grow as you do. But for now, I guess this will do. Val's gonna straighten and just kind of squint at him and be like, who are you? Uh, what do you want with me? Oh, two very different questions. And... Perhaps maybe one day I'll answer them both. But let me say. And he kind of like turns and he and he kind of like leans one side against the edge of the ship and he's staring at you. And, so, and he still has your, your quarterstaff and he says, I have been around for a long time. And it has been a very, very long time. Since so I've seen somebody quite as interesting as you are. Generations and generations and generations of such disappointment. But you, you have the potential not to be disappointing. Now, whether you live up to that or not, and he takes your own quarterstaff and kind of like nudges you in the chest with it, that's up to you. You could go and keep doing what you're doing. Or you could be great. And you do have the ability, the potential for greatness. But this world is full of trials and tribulations, and I will say, I am so glad you listened to me and didn't die back there. I kind of thought you were going to. But then again, you wouldn't be worthy of much if you had. And I should thank you? You're the one who got me abducted. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Sure. I didn't drug your drink. You just didn't think to look in it. Too trusting. Which is not something I say very often. Is there a reason you're stalking me? Stalking, helping. Just depends on the point of view you take, my dear. Okay. I have an invested interest in your future. And while I was going to ignore you, and it was very tempting to do so, you've intrigued me. Lucky me. Indeed. You should consider yourself. And he taps you each time he says this with your own staff. He says, you should consider yourself very lucky. For more reasons than one. Do I at least get to learn a name for the person that's quote unquote helping me? You did learn his name the first time. It's He told you to call him Levis. Levis? I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. He told you to call him Levis. Um, and, okay. uh, and he said, and he, he kind of looks at you and he kind of like looks you up and down. You're very young for the power that you hold, for the potential that you have. But let me tell you, dear, that cult, they're just the beginning. And of your what? staff vanishes and he reaches out in your room that you summon with your grunchy gloves 
opens with a wave of his hand. It appears in front of him. He reaches out and pulls open the door. And he, he's not wearing your gloves or anything. He just reaches out, pulls open the door, and you see these vials that you have. And he reaches in, and he's not looking in it, but as he reaches in, he pulls out the mask. The one that you had collected from the Tomb of the Worm. The white one. Yeah, and, he, and like the dragon mask. And he pulls yeah, yeah, it the out. White one. And with his bare hand, he reaches in and he pulls it out. And he's holding it. And you know that this is the most cursed item you've ever seen. And he's standing there holding it with his hand. And you you know just instinctively to you would never do that. Because whatever powers this thing has, like it would immediately be a pure battle of wills and evil magic between you and whatever is in this mask. And so you would, you know you would not touch this, but he pulls it out like it's nothing. And he looks at it for a moment and says, this is one piece of many. If they get them all, and they are certainly well on their way to doing that, this world is going to have a lot of problems. Bigger problems than you and your city. Val's mouth is just... She's flabbergasted. Like, how, how did you summit without the... How are you touching... What? And he's just smirking. And he's like, my dear, you would find after you've been around as long as I have. These things... And he gestures, like, at your... At summoning, like, your robe and then holding the mask. Small feats. True. Val is going to straighten up and just look at straight in the face and be like, teach me. I could teach you many things. Here's the first thing I'm going to teach you. And he kind of looks at this, at this mask and he says, if they complete their goal, if they manage to do what they were trying to do, and I'm sure you saw the mural in that tomb, they will try to summon her Tiamat. She's currently imprisoned in one of the levels of the Nine Hells. If she makes it to the surface, well, she will make your tribulations with your city pale in comparison. Now I have a personal investment in keeping her locked away. She will ruin many of my plans if she escapes. So do me and, I suppose, this world a favor. Keep her locked away. You will Val need to nods. keep these, and he holds up the mask. You'll need to keep these out of their hands. They have more than one. They're looking for the rest. By keeping How many them, you keep there? several. One for every color of the chromatic dragon. And give me an intelligence check. Okay, no one for every color of chromatic dragon. Yeah. You said intelligence? Yeah. 19. 19. So, this man is standing here on the deck. He's holding this incredibly cursed item. And he he's looking at you and he says, There are many things, many people they can do to gain powers, to gain abilities. This cult has decided that they want somebody to give them power. 
And to do that, they're trying to summon Tiamat. Tiamat is not known for her kindness, or her restraint, or, well, her rationality, for that matter, either. Each of her heads represents a I'm sorry, what? (laughs) My dear, she has many heads, as the mural you saw showed you. Okay. The chromatic dragons, of which there are five. And you recall your mother's lessons, and in part of the history of learning about the Calamity, um, there were dragons involved in the war for the Calamity. And not many, um, or at least by the end of it, there weren't many left. And there are five chromatic dragons that you're aware of. There's red, and there's blue, and green. But there's also two more, and it's the black and white dragon. And you are aware you have two of the masks now. Mm -hmm. And as you think of it, you're holding two. He said they already have some. He didn't specify how many, but you know that if that's what he means, then he means there are five masks in total. They will need all five of these to summon her, to release her from her prison. You have put a target on your backs by keeping them, but if you let them go, you're likely just to end up in their hands anyway. Keeping these items is dangerous. Letting them go? Arguably arguably more so. The question will be, at the end of the day, do you have the strength to keep them? I've had the strength thus far. It will be challenged and tested. And so will you. And your little friends, too. My little friends and I have been tested ever since we left the Underdark with no knowledge of what to expect above ground. And he leans in very close to your face. And he says, The test that will come will challenge your very soul. And when it's over, if you manage to keep it and any care or love for this world, then maybe, just maybe... You might be worth just as much as I think you could be. For what? (laughs) And he's, like, as he, like, moves his hand, the mask disappears, and you see it placed back into your space. And he waves a hand, the door to your space closes, and the whole thing vanishes. And then your quarterstaff is back in his hand, and you don't know where it had gone in the first place. But he he grips your quarterstaff. And it grips really hard, and you see this glowing blue light come out of your hand, and it kind of skirts through your staff, and your staff for a minute, almost like the inside of it, is glowing through the wood. And it kind of glows this bright light blue, and before it all vanishes, and he hands you back your staff. You take it? Yes. As you- I eye him, and I just go, what did you do to my staff? As you take the staff and he lets go, where his hand was, there's this symbol now burned into the wood, and it looks like a jagged glacier. What does this mean? If you survive, my dear, well, you might have an interesting future ahead of you yet. You'll learn this and other things in time, but for now, I want you to know I'm watching you. Great. So I'm guessing there's no contacting you if I have questions about magic. <laughs> he laughs, and it starts to sound disembodied. I'm guessing he disappears. Mm-mm. 
is just you're standing there and you're and you're looking at him and he, and he laughs at you and starts to sound disembodied and he looks at you and he says and he points out in the distance and you look do you look up where he's pointing yes and you look out there and you see in the distance what looks like a dragon flying not coming in your direction or anything just flying just flying and he says they're growing in strength and it, he says that like right next to your ear and if you turn to look back at him he's gone <sighs> and the next gone? thing you know you hear a and then somebody like tapping your foot Valkaria wake up it's time for your shift it's time for your watch and you I'm sorry what? awake and you are laying just as you thought you were before in the cabin with the party and the older dwarven woman has come to wake you for your shift Val is just like wide eyed staring at her and she starts going no no no, no. Yeah, well, you gotta take watch. You agreed to take watch. Now, I know it's late, but get your ass up there. Coming. 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 She's. Val gets up, walks to the door to go out, turns around, looks at the t uh, Jazz and Austin, just goes, ah, We might have a problem. Or help. I don't know. Talk to you after shift. And as you walk back up, to go onto your shift, really just kind of wondering what the hell happened, you catch a glance of your quarterstaff out of the corner of your eye. And that symbol is burned on there. Oh, you gotta be fucking shitting me. What is happening? <laughs> Val is, you know, she's on deck. She's starting her shift. She's wide fucking away, because who knows what's going on. She's staring at her staff. She's looking at the sky. Does she see a dragon? No. No. Okay, well, dragon's not there, but the glyph is. And your shift goes smoothly. No issues. You wake up somebody else for their next shift. You go back to your cabin. Everybody's still asleep. Who's up next for shift? Uh, just one of the other crew. Okay. Uh, probably the, the puppy that follows uh, Asha around. And uh, you wake them for their shift. He goes up just perfectly fine. And you go back to the cabin. And the party's all asleep. Uh, yeah. Val's just gonna sit in a corner, mm -hmm. holding her staff in front of her and just staring at it, waiting for her friends to wake up. It's hours. Just, it doesn't matter. There. She's staring at that glyph, trying to figure out what the f*** is going through her entire dream or out-of-body experience or whatever the hell she just had. She's She can't stop thinking about it. She's going over every little detail in her head while just staring at that glyph. Yep. And you, and you sit there hours pass you see the light from the small window that you do have eventually goes brighter and brighter until it fully rises and your companions begin to wake yeah val's not speaking she's so zoned into this glyph kind yeah, of hoping and, uh, that one of her friends just go you okay and eventually everybody begins to rise um asha and uh, jazara slowly come awake Sir Goosington does not. <laughs> He's just sleeping in a pile of blankets. Of course he is. And uh, everybody starts to wake up for the morning. Mm -hmm. Asha, any, or Valkaria, oh. anything you guys like to do? 
Val's still fucking staring at this glyph. Like, she's just- she's too much in shock. Oh, she's kind of stretching. She's looking at Val, kind of wondering how the fuck she's awake before Asha. Just she staring. Knows, she knows when her watch was. Yeah. Jazara kind of, like, starts doing some, like, morning stretches, kind of watching uh, Valkyria out of the corner of her eye and, like, kind of makes eye contact with Asha. And they have, like, a silent conversation. I was like, the hell is this? You good? Still zoned in. Mm -mm. That's not good. Mm. Valkaria. You alright? Val. Zara's gonna walk over and like kinda crouch next to you. Valkaria. And just just you just see her eyes move from the glyph to jazz and back. And Jazara kinda like looks at the staff and looks at you. What happened? I don't know. Are you in immediate danger? No. And now Val's gonna go into the whole thing, like, not- No one's allowed to, like, chime in, she's just off into the story. I woke up. I thought I woke up. I was woken up to go to my shift. I go up on deck, and the guy that was there, the older chiefling, smells like winter, just- just- just there, in the shadows. And- and he touched the mask. I don't know how he did it, but he opened the portal to my- 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 my little box, and he- Does he have it? No, he put it back, but he was touching it with his bare hands, and then put it back, and then everything vanished, and they took my staff, and it went all blue and flamey, and then, and then the glyph showed up, and then he pointed, and there was a dragon in the sky, and then something about Tiamat, and, and I woke up, and it was, I don't know. Okay. How long ago was this? Did he go away? Yes. Okay. He wasn't there when I actually went on the, uh, the you deck. actually went on. Oh, keep And Asha and Jazz share another look. Yep. <laughs> you don't know what to do with this information. He just kept saying that if I make it out alive, that I have a lot of potential to be great. I don't know what that means. Was he threatening you? No. He was hoping that I wouldn't die in the process of whatever the fuck is going on. Okay. He said the cult has the other mask, whether he, they have all of the other ones. I don't know. But we have two. And they have some. And... We can't let them have it. We can't right. let Tiamat escape. So now we gotta not let Tiamat escape along with saving our city. And dealing with the moon. Great. And, and dealing with the moon. Great. Yeah. Great. Mm. Okay, and Jazara goes from crouching next to you to just sitting <laughs> next to you. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. And Asha's just silently nodding and mm -hmm. adding up all the weight of many worlds. Like, I know it was real because the glyph is on my staff. Yeah. He put it there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it does. Fair. Can we okay. get an arcana check? <laughs> I mean, you can make whatever kinds of checks you'd like, dear. I guess now that Val is like told someone and like kind of other people can now process it, she's gonna go for an arcana check on her staff. Sure, go for it. <laughs> Six. Nothing. Six. You don't really sense any magic from it necessarily. Like you can, the glyph is just it's there, and you don't you don't really get much much of a feel off of it. Not with a CX. What do Here, we let do? me see that. Thank you. Pass me a fish. <laughs> I don't have a staff. You <laughs> have <No>. fish. <laughs> That's the most important thing she has. <laughs> She's sharing Why with you. Not? 
least she didn't hand me her Starbucks trash. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do an Arcana check on it, see if I can get anything else on it. Sure. Oh, a whole ten. Ten. The only thing you really notice when she hands it to you is it smells cold where it didn't before. You know how sometimes things smell cold? And Val just slowly turns her head. Does it smell like winter? That would be the best way to describe it, yeah. He put his stank on you. It smells like him. <laughs> he put his... Uh, he put his stink on you. Great. Great. I didn't know adult male tieflings could mark their he territory said he was in such a way. Really, really, really old. Uh-huh. Like generations old. We don't live that long. That's <gasps> very true. Fork. He laughed when I said when I asked if I can if there's any way I can contact him. Just laughed. So nice. I guess he's gonna keep showing up unannounced. Great. That's what we need. Yeah. yeah. Do you wanna ask But Smith? I think he's on Yes, I do wanna ask him. But I think he's on our side. Because he said I'm the most interesting one he's ever met. I don't know what that means with the most potential. Again, don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> okay. But I think he's on our side. Because oh, he doesn't want Tiamat to escape. Well, there's that at least. So Whatever that's ever... supposed to mean. So if either of you see or smell this person, um, don't shoot him. <laughs> Okay. I'll handle it. What's All he right. look like in the face? Because yeah. maybe a smell is not going to just be the only thing to identify him. Imagine um, if... Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Imagine if... I guess you could say he looks like my uncle, but different colors <laughs> and much younger. And swagger, like a combination between Tony Stark and uh, Sirius Black. There you go. Oh, Okay, so we've pulled Myth out, and so give this, this. Thank you. And we're gonna have Myth look at this. See if he okay. knows it. He, he pops into existence, and he just does a big kitty cat stretch, and like, ooh. Ooh, big stretch. And then a big ol' yawn, and he kinda like, just kind of like, walks in a circle, and then like, he curls up, and he just into a little ball, and he just puts his head on top of his little paws. And he looks at you. And he's very slowly and sleepily swishing his tail. He's like, Asha, darling, it's so early. I know, but Miss Ma'am over here um, has some questions for you. Miss Ma'am is just staring at this cat. And like, Myth looks at her and is like, she on drugs? Do you have No. Darn. I wish I was on drugs. These are valid questions. However... However, uh, have you ever seen this mark before? And Myth kind of like here. yawns again and uh, he stretches and he's like, work so early in the morning. Honestly, dear, we've got to work on having days off. And uh, he like takes a long. As soon as like, I get one, I'll let you know. He like takes like a long blink and he looks at your staff and he like tilts his head, and then he tilts it some more, and then he tilts it till it's all the way sideways, and he just says, that's different. Different well, bad, different good. 
What made you decide to decorate it like this? I didn't do it. Oh. Letting people steal your things now, darling. Apparently. Right out of my hand. Fun. Fun, yeah. fun, fun. He walks over and he'll give it like a, a sniff and then he sneezes like immediately afterwards, like three times in a row. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> old magic oh. makes me sneeze. I'm, I'm allergic to myself. <laughs> oh, and it, like he kind of like pats his face with his tail and he says, honestly, old magic like that. It's always such a, well, the senses get uh, a little a little overwhelmed by the magic. It, I can't tell you much, dear. It's, whatever it is, it looks like it's from, well, the symbol itself isn't necessarily remarkable, but the magic traces that come off of it suggest old magic. But also, oh. I wouldn't say it was from this plane of existence. How old? Hmm. Once magic gets past a certain point, it's kind of hard to tell. Old. Very, very, very old. More older than I am. It's old, okay. Uh, that's old. And would you mean not from this plane of existence? Hmm. Like, I can't... My expertise, my dear, only... I've only had experience in two different planes, and while that is quite expensive, I must say, uh, wherever this one is from... I can't tell you. Great. Is it... Can you tell if it's useful? Helpful? Ominous? Should I burn it off? Like... <laughs> and he kind of, like, takes a closer look at your staff, and he's like, it's magical in nature, so I think if you tried to remove it, it would likely... Well, wouldn't take too kindly to that, mind you. But it doesn't seem malevolent or even sentient or anything. It just seems present. Okay. At that myth, like, kind of curls up in a ball and, like, he yawns. It's like, that's enough work for one day. And his little tail, like, flops over his, his uh, little eyes. And you hear, like, Thanks, a banging on, the, on your guys' doors, like, breakfast! Breakfast! Let's go! You want breakfast or not? You want some breakfast too, Myth? I'll bring it back for you. My lovely Asha always knows the what to do. <laughs> He's starting to remind me more and more of the caterpillar from Valis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> you. A delightful combination between the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland and Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got Salem's nails. don't give a fuck. Yep. Jazara kind of like looks back at you guys and like, well, for now, we'll keep an eye on it. Like, we're keeping an eye on everything else. But for now, we're not going to get anywhere. I don't have any more oh. eyes. <laughs> you keep an eye on the moon, she'll keep an eye on the staff, and I'll keep an eye at anybody trying to kill us. How's that? Okay. Okay. You're going to be busy. <laughs> oh, this I, trip is going. I remembered his name. Oh? Huh? Mr. Tiefling Uncle Man. Oh. Levis. Oh, yeah. Make a perception Myth, check. do you know anyone by the name of Levis? Make a perception check. Or an insight check. I'll let you make either one. Eight. Hmm. Myth's asleep. Myth's asleep. Myth's asleep, yep. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
Jazara, like, at that, just kind of ushers you out of the room. And she says, Well, we're not going to do anything, save anything, or become anyone without some food. Let's go get breakfast. Your day is... Off we go. A little monotonous. But it's you start with training, and that more training and meditating and fighting and it's your day is widely taken up and so is the next day which luckily remains uneventful Valkaria you don't have a shift for a few days as it rotates through the people and uh, you get about a day out from Selrenia and the crew is starting to get excited and uh, you guys are know that you're approaching Selrenia land ho land ho <laughs> That's it's been an awkward okay. few days, but it's been a long Thanks. few days. But you're glad to see land on the horizon. It takes you most of the day to get there. And you get there, you start mm-hmm. to see the island and get close to it by late afternoon. And uh, uh, you know that you're just a couple hours out and you'll make, uh, you'll dock before nightfall. I would like to point out that after what Val's experienced and, mm-hmm. you know, from then on, she's been taking her trading with Jazz seriously. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. You take like, it more seriously. Super serious. Like, like she wants. Yeah. Okay. She wants to beef up. She wants to. Yeah. And she's just like super working on her magic, like super hard meditating with her stuff. It's just like, how do okay. I get better? Um. You start to like take your. She doesn't want to be squishy. Squishy, squishy. And uh, you guys get couple of hours like or maybe even just like an hour or so out from the dock you can see the land and everything the buildings are starting to come into focus you see the buyer's hut uh towering above everything else and it's about that time and roll me just straight d20s both of you 11 14 11 11. um you hear like a snapping sound and you guys both look up automatically and so does Zara and you see where uh, standing up on the top of like one of the riggings uh, one of the ropes has snapped and the older dwarven woman has her foot caught in a rope and she has fallen upside down and you can hear her just cursing up a string and like just a whole storm and uh, but she is stuck and she, you hear her go what move on? Get me out of here! Right now! Ah! Ah! And uh, the rope you notice, uh, which is looks frayed and has like come down and sitting up there on the mast, like where this rope had been connected. It's reducing them. Uh, 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 goosey! This is bad, Goosey. She falls about five feet, and she's still about 15 feet in the air, but she falls about five feet down. And she's just screaming. Somebody get me down now! (laughs) 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 Goosey? She falls another five feet. Goosey, do not make this worse. Jazara's looking like... Is somebody gonna, like, help her, or...? Val is snickering because she's like, <laughs> "Way to go, Goosey!" And Jazara's um, gonna like ram her sh- like her elbow into you. She's going to fall. You know he's a chaotic creature. Who's oh, who? I, who the idea was to not look after him? She's going to get hurt. I. It doesn't matter. Like help her. I can catch the goose. 
Catch her! The goose can fly, it's fine. And she falls another five feet. She's about five feet from the mouth. <gasps> and you hear her screaming. She's like, this shit hurts, help me! They have nothing. Oh no, that didn't work. Um, uh, you hear uh, like, my mage is not strong enough. And he like kind of like gets up, and you see where he'd been sitting. Uh, he'd been sitting on some of the rope. So when he gets up, the rope unravels, and she <laughs> smacks herself into the deck. She's going to take fifteen, sixteen, twenty-two points of damage as she slams into the deck full force from being upside down. And you see, you hear, I should say, a very unhappy snapping sound as her ankle that was in the rope breaks. And she's screaming in pain. And uh, that's all you hear is just cursing and screaming and, like, people around the ship start swarming her. And, uh, uh, what do you do? Uh, I want to Beckon at Goosington and Spick. Come here. Come here. And I will, um, will cure wounds work for this? Or does mm-hmm. it have to be a bleeding wound? Okay, well, we're gonna just whip that shit out right now. Uh, cure wounds. Um, because we're in wild, we're back in the wild magic area, do we still have to roll for wild magic? Mm. Good question. That was a yes. Did you see that? Um, I don't care. We're gonna do that. Um, because she did. She did not deserve this, even though you sat there giggling. Snickering, not giggling. Yeah. You hear Sargus and Come here, Goosey. Come here. You deal with that. I will help her. You help her. So, Ash is gonna get up real close to the first mate and put her hands on her, and she's gonna cast Cure Wounds. Okay. Uh, how much does she heal for? Um, let's see. What do I have to roll for that one? Are you casting it at a first or a second level? Uh, we'll do it at a... That was that sounded like a pretty bad break. We'll do it at a second level. Okay. So you cast a second level Cure Wounds. So that is going to be... You will roll 2d8 plus 3. 2d8 plus 3. One. That was... That was uh, 13. 13. You put your hands, like, over her, and, like, you can feel under your hands, like, her, like, bones realign and snap back into place. And it's not, like, you haven't fully healed it, but you did repair a lot of the damage. And you hear, like, a very sickening as it, like, snaps back into place. And uh, she goes, oh, oh, thank you, my dear. And uh, Asha puts a a hand on her and... Mm-hmm. No magic, obviously, but she's gonna go back down to her room and get some some herbs and whip up a a, a little bit of a pain tonic mm-hmm. while uh, Asha is healing the first mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val is talking to Goosey and going, "You might want to go back to Gooseville right now. I really don't want to have, you know." He I'm turns sure you and holds you You want to be Goose dinner? Mm-hmm. Christmas dinner. Go hide. Or at least apologize. Your choice. And he waddles like along like this uh, like area of wood. And as he walks up into the crow's nest, like he kind of like walks around it, but doesn't emerge from the other side. Smart goose. And like Jazara's gonna kind of walk around because she's like 
fully ready to, ready to like lecture Goosey, and she walks around the other side to look at him, ready to scold him. Goosington's not there. I told him to go home to Gooseville. He's so moody. <laughs> I, I told him he was either go back to Gooseville for the moment or become Goose Dinner. So, great. He chose the right option. Fair enough. And, uh,. It must be nice being an interdimensional being. Right. <laughs> and Asha has returned from down below with a quick little tonic. Um, and she's going to hand it to the first mate. Uh, it's not going to taste great, ah, but it's going to ah, help. Val ah. yeah. can help with that. You want it to be hot? No, to oh. make it taste decent. Oh, that's, well, you don't need... She's going to be a little bitter. Oh. Still, she was snickering. She wants to help. Make it better. So press the digitation and makes it like mint tea. Thank you. And as you guys and like then... work together, Asha, you've cured like this. You've like helped heal her, and then Valkaria, like you've put magic into like this healing tonic to make it taste better. And between like all of the magic in the area, um, the whole space begins to glow and glow <laughs> and glow until all of you are glowing. What's happening? Bright, bright. Blue. You're glowing. And then shoosh, you, so Asha, Jazara, mm-hmm. Valkaria, mm-hmm. the first mate, the older dwarf woman, and Kong, who are all standing there on the deck at the time that this happened. My dears, my lovely dears, you're all raccoons. And you will be for the next hour. <laughs> and as the Raccoon captain... Asha was not the captain who was not up there comes up on deck to see a variety of raccoons one of them is purple one (laughs) of them has interesting fangs uh one of them is laying and looking like their leg might be hurt another one looks pretty young and the other one just looks pissed and then another (laughs) one with also an odd like purple coloring to them and oddly pointed ears also looks pissed (laughs) <laughs> the you one with the weird fangs is looking at the purple one and the purple one's looking right back going it's not my fault <laughs> the captain is quite confused and goes over and like he's looking at the raccoons and he's going to try to pick up raccoon Valkaria what in the hell is happening and he picks raccoon Valkaria up how does raccoon Valkaria feel about being picked up she hisses in his face. Okay, he slowly puts Raccoon Valkaria back <laughs> down. Uh, okay. Okay. And you guys are not that far from shore, and, like, one of the other like, plank man comes up, and he's like, oh, I didn't think we had vermin on here like this. Uh, do you want me to whack him? And, and the captain's like, this, this plank up. He was like, no. No, I... I, I, I... I think this one is something the, else. The one with the fangs is going. <laughs> yeah. And he, the captain just like, prepare to dock. We're coming into port. And for the next like 20 minutes, like the ship gets ready to pull into port. And it's much more labored considering at least half the people on the ship are raccoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the but... purple raccoon is now following Plankman just to torment him because he called her vermin. Mm. And uh, raccoon Jazara has kind of like walked over to like the edge of the ship and like put her little raccoon face through it so she can watch you guys come into port <laughs> and you you do dock like you're, the ship comes around and you guys dock into port and uh, uh 
the captain, like, he puts down, like, the plank and everything, and, uh, several of the raccoons and the other people just start making their way, like, down the, the plank, and the captain's just kind of standing at the edge, hands on his hip, like, this is my life. This is my life. I'm a, I'm a raccoon captain now. I'm a raccoon sure. wrangler. Um, what happens to all of our stuff? Do we just, like... It's it vanished. Oh, okay. No. is kind of going to look at you guys and then look at the plank and, like, look at you guys and, like, look at the plank to get on the... into Solrenia. Val's going to walk down the plank. Just... Yeah. Raccoon Asha? Raccoon Asha is just gonna... Mm-hmm. She doesn't know right now. She, like, what's she going to do? I mean, like, there is... We did... Our bags are... You said our bags are gone, too? Or... Mm-hmm. They everything went. Everything went. Okay. Um. She's just gonna. What else can she do? She's gonna huff, <laughs> a sigh, mm. and walk. And, and you walk. begin. You begin walking down the plank, and like as you get onto the dock, that's when the screaming begins. Blood curdling screams come from all of the nearby people, and you see one lady in particular. The prophecy. other out of the way, screaming beware the raccoons, beware the raccoons. One lady yells, it's an infestation! We're being taken over! Run! 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 <laughs> it's just chaos as people start running into houses and closing doors and shutting windows, and you hear like people shoving things in front of them, and just all the while, there's just a couple of raccoons just coming down the dock. This triple raccoon is gonna yeah. stare at her friends. And Asha just... has taken it. Asha raccoon has taken a seat and has decided she's not going to move until this hopefully wears off. Valkaria people... raccoon is just making her way to the buyer. Because if anyone knows how to fix this, it's him. Then and you see people just <clears throat> running over the uh, each other, and as you walk like through the town. And, like, Jazara Raccoon is kind of, like, reluctantly following, like, behind you. And she kind of, like, nudged uh, Asha Raccoon as she walked by. <laughs> and uh, she's following behind you as you make your way to the buyer's hut. And people are just throwing themselves out of your way. Screaming bloody murder. Tipping things over. Crawling on top of things. You watch one guy just scramble on top of the roof. And, uh, like... You see, if you turn around at all, you see trailing very far behind you is Orvo, who is still, like, a dwarf and not a raccoon, because he wasn't on, like, the, the ship at the time. And he's just very reluctantly just going, like, it's, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's all right, it's fine. And he, and he says that to somebody who's losing his shit, scrambling to get on his own roof, and just screaming, and he's screaming, and he's screaming, and he's screaming so much, like, his grip, like, on, like, the roof slips, and he falls backwards, and he falls into the ground, and he's just scrambling in the snow, screaming his head off as you make your way around, and you can see the buyer's hut in this, and, like, not too far in front of you. Asha's gonna trail behind Orvo just because Orvo at least offers some form of protection, because he's trying to calm people down, so... Yeah. Reluctantly walking behind her. Him. And excuse me. Hearing like all of the chaos you and around the, the town, uh, you see the door to the buyer's hut opens and out steps the buyer. 
And he kind of looks around for a moment, very confused as to why everybody's losing their shit. <laughs> and then he spots Valkaria. And he kind of like crosses his arms and he kind of leans against the door and is like, well, isn't this a surprise? Val just walks right into their hut. It's like, well, come in, I suppose. <laughs> and he kind of like nods at Jazara as she comes through. <laughs> and uh, Orvo as he comes up and eventually Asha. And he makes sure to extra hold the door open for Asha. And uh, <laughs> as, as you guys all come in, he's like, well, you look like you've had an adventure. And it doesn't even surprise you that he seems to know exactly who you are. Val's in the cocker head and her raccoon head and swish her tail and be like, and like with with her raccoon hand, just go. Well, <laughs> well, the wild magic of this place is quite unique. <laughs> Shall we do something about it, my dears? <laughs> As you all nod and just be like, please, please, please. <laughs> Snaps his fingers and casts a spell magic, and it settles his magic like settles over all of you, and then you're all people again. Thank oh. you. Thank the Lord. That yeah. certainly seemed like some interesting fun. Did you guys have a good time, or at least a productive time when you were gone? Productive, yes. Good is questionable. <clears throat> you hear Jazara chime in, relative. There you go. Mm -hmm. And uh, the buyer kind of leans in and is like, did you succeed? And yes. Orvo kind of like stands next to him, and he like, out of Orvo's pocket, he pulls, like Orvo pulls out of his own pocket. Uh, the cure for the frozen sick illness that you'd given him. And he says, and he turns to the buyer and he says, I myself can't do anything with this. But he holds it out to the buyer. But maybe you can. We found quite a few of them, but I don't recommend anyone go back there. It's a cursed and confusing place. <laughs> but maybe you can do something with this. And he gives it to the buyer. And the buyer takes it a little reverently. You know, like, he, he kind of, like, takes it and he's very surprised at the offer of something this rare. Uh, but he kind of holds it and he examines it for a moment. Before he looks at Orvo and he says, I will make sure this gets in the right hands. And Orvo nods. And he turns to all of you and he says, I believe this is where we part ways. Thanks, Orvo. Couldn't have done it without Orvo. you. And Jazara kind of, like, you know, pats him on the shoulder and, he, and she says, it's been a chaotic time, but she's right. We couldn't have done this without you. Thank you for all of your help. And he kind of like reluctantly nods and he says, I'm glad some good has come out of this and I hope you're in time to save your friends. You, you're in Sylrenia um, and you know that the crew is getting all of their stuff together for the final leg of the journey back to Pale Bank, which will take you about two days. Um, and... Uh, so you, you'll have a night here in Selenia before you go back to Pale Bank. Okay. So back to Burton's Yurton? Burton's Yurton, if it's still available. Yeah. And uh, you guys can go check that out. And Orvo, before he leaves, and he says, I hope you are able to rescue your home. And then... Your people are different than mine, but if they're anything like you, they seem like they'd be good people. They don't Thanks, deserve Orvo. what's happening. Best of luck, and, and uh, you know where to find me. And before he goes, Asha's gonna wrap him up in a big hug, even though she has <laughs> to bend like at the waist. And yeah, <laughs> and he kind of and he and he gives you a hug back, and he like pats your shoulder, and he's like, "It was good to meet all of you, and you too." 
go well. <laughs> he turns and like right before he leaves the fire's head, he just turns and gives you all one final like solid nod, and he heads back we home. All wave. Lucky him, huh? Gets to go home. Oh, yeah. Lucky Sleep in him. his own bed. And now Val is gonna pu- put her staff right in front of the buyer's face and be like, mm-hmm. can you tell me what this means? And... <laughs> no, he can't. Uh, he lo- uh, <laughs> The buyer looks at you and is like, oh, you decided to decorate it. That's interesting. I'm not sure burning into your wood's a good idea. Doesn't that make it weaker? Val's just gonna hang her head and just walk out the door. Just, nope. And Jazara's just like, thank you. Let's we'll leave. <laughs> Asha, want a bath? <laughs> oh, I might run for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 And you guys head off to Burton's Yurton and uh, back until Serenia. And uh, where the hut is still standing, it's empty. There's nothing really seems to have been changed about it while you've been gone. Uh, where you're welcome to bathe and sleep and rest and anything else you'd like while you're there. Yeah, after Asha's done with it, Val's gonna take a bath and... Asha will try to... If not, um... She's not gonna rush through this bath. No. She, she's been waiting for this. Take a little bit of time, but not that much time, because she realized that everybody else feels like crap, too. And then she will go... After she is done, she will go and collapse on the couch as she did before. Okay. And then she will be, you will not be able to speak to her to the rest of the night. <laughs> Asha is instantly out after her bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val is going to take a bubble bath and okay. she's going to use her prestidigitation to try and recreate the smell of this man to just see if she can A, get it right and B, see if it triggers any kind of memory as to like what this is, what this means. Okay. Um, give me an arcana check then. Five total, but not one. And that one. Five. So five. You spend at least an hour in your bath, just trying over and over and over, and nothing you can do manages to capture it correctly. It to the point that it's frustrating. You know, in some ways, you're just off, and you just can't get it quite right. And eventually, the bath water grows cold before you figure it out. Yep. yep. And eventually you'll hear like the tapping on the door of Jazara and she's like, food, in bed, let's go. We've got a long journey ahead of us tomorrow. Coming. Jazara takes her bath too and, and eventually it's uh, to bed with all of you. Anything you'd like to do before the evening goes on? Val is doing her meditation hard. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no. Val meditates and Eventually the fire and the candles kind of die down and you guys take a nice warm indoor and clean sleep. The uh and, where, and, where, and when usually Valkaria snores, no, right now it's Asha snoring because she's just so yeah. she tired zonked. and she out is of it. absolutely zonked. Uh the night goes smoothly for all of you. You wake up feeling rested and for once maybe not like you've just been waterlogged on the ocean for several days and uh yeah you get up in the morning eat some breakfast and you know that the uh crew of the rimaraz is looking to leave as soon as possible yep so we're up in the morning and we are out yep are the people still freaking out or no the they 
incident. It's early, and like everybody seems to be inside. You don't see a single person around. Like there's still some stuff that's knocked over and everything, and like a, you can see a couple of windows have been boarded up from the inside, but uh, <laughs> you don't see a single person around. Got it. You make your way to the dock, and uh, the crew is already up and at them, and looks like they're loading the last of their supplies. The captain waves at you and says, "Ah, oh, it's good to see you. Not as raccoons again. You ready, <laughs> ladies? Set sail and and head back. Oh, so yeah. ready." Oh, yeah. All right. All aboard, then. To Pale Bank. To Pale Bank. To Pale Bank. We're, we're fucking exhausted at this point. You guys the board the ship. is ready. Yep, you guys board the ship. You ship off, and you head back towards Pale Bank. It's a two-day journey to get there. Um, and you can see, like, the land that it's on for most of the journey um, as you guys get closer. And uh, you guys are filled with, like, this sense of anticipation of actually hoping that you've made it in time. You've succeeded in what you wanted to do. You went out, you found this cure, and now it's that final pushback. Is there anything you'd like to do on the ship for the two days while you're here? No, besides the mass meditation and the training, Val is just ready to save these kids. When Asha, it's not training, which Mm -hmm. is a good distraction, (laughs) she'll be planted like in the bow of the ship, just going <laughs> as if she could make the ship go faster. <laughs> oh, um, faster! Would Asha like to open another one of her patches? Sure, that actually sounds like fun. Hopefully, it's not another large creature. <laughs> not but another. She horse will be uh, bringing the horse back. Yes. Okay. Next pouch. All right. Um, let's roll a D100 die. D one hundred for me, please. 55. 35. 55. 55. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, you pull off this pouch and a uh, <laughs> a bag falls out of it. And it's about, well, it's, it's a little bigger than like the size of your hand. And it just kind of like falls out as soon as you pull the patch off. It's a little jingly sound. Oh, okay. Asha bends and scoops it up, and she opens it and finds... You find ten gemstones in it, worth a total of 100 gold. Nice. She's gonna file that away in her bank. There she is, the bank. Yes. (laughs) She is the party bank. She is the treasurer. And Jazara kind of leans over to you and it's like... (laughs) At least it wasn't a horse this time. This is much more manageable, I will say. Yeah, it won't say. kick me. Oh, that, that is oh. the disappointing part of it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that face? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys' travel goes quickly, but it's filled. it goes both quickly and slowly as the anticipation builds. The last night uh, before you get back to Pale Bank, um, Asha, you have one shift for watch. It'll, you'll have a uh, last okay. shift. Okay. Um, okay. You guys go to bed for the evening, and Asha, you are woken up uh, by Jazara that day uh, to come do your watch. And uh, she kind of like nudges you awake, and Myth, who's like curled up on top of you, yawns, and like he 
kind of like uncurls himself and starts making his way to the door, ready to take lunch mm-hmm. with you. Oh, uh, come on, bud. And like, Asha leans down, picks him up, puts him on, his, on her shoulders, because we know that's where he'd prefer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we head up into the darkness. Gotta get stretching. <laughs> And he, you, you see him like walk over to like the edge of the ship, and he does a big kitty cat stretch, and he starts like just slinking along, and he just kind of looks around and he says, oh, "It's been quite an adventure, my dear." And to think it's nowhere near over. <laughs> mm. I must admit, I've seen many, many curious things over the years, my dear, but the last couple of months with you have been something else. (laughs) And Asha just cannot help but laugh. (laughs) Otherwise she'd cry. Mm. (laughs) Laugh or cry. He kind of sits there and he kind of just like starts staring up at the at the sky and the moon and you see the regular moon Katha and then the red moon of Rudis and he sits there and he says, "I understand, you know, what it means to miss home. Been many centuries since I've been to mine. Where is home? Hmm. Nowhere on this plane, my dear. That's pretty far away. She passed. It is. Him. And he kind of like purrs against your hand and everything and he kind of just looks up and he says. Interestingly enough, I can see the moon there, too. Both of them. Is is it as close there? Hmm, sometimes. Where I'm from, well, everything's a little strange. Sometimes it's close, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's not. Everything's a little different there. But... Well, we all have to leave home sometimes, I suppose. It's the lucky ones that we get to go back. Well, I'm glad you found your way to me, miss. Hmm. Making a new home isn't always so bad. You're gonna put new people in it. Like you, mm. my dear Asha. Hmm. She picks him up, gives him a cuddle. <laughs> and he purrs. Hmm. Says so, so we have a long road ahead of us. Both of us, I think. Indeed. But- but at least we'll be doing it together, my dear. And he kind of like looks at your uh, wrist where you have this bracelet from the Moonweaver that is mm-hmm. actually a tattoo. And, uh, and he says, and I guess there's somebody else looking after you too. Hmm. That's a little, <laughs> we'll think about that one tomorrow. <laughs> hmm. Be brave, my dear. And you have the makings of good things, brave things. Uh, Asha gets a little, a, one tiny tear with the overwhelmedness of <laughs> everything before her. And she says, I just hope we're in time to save our friends and our families. Hmm. In all of the time that I've been around, in all of the places I've been, anybody can change the world, my dear Asha. It's you. Thank you, Miss. Your belief means a lot. Hmm. Out of curiosity, do you think if we caught a shark, I could eat it? We'll ask Jazz in the morning if you can have a shark. And his tail not a good fisherman. But if if we catch a shark, it's all yours. Does sound delicious, deal. (laughs) The rest of your ship goes (laughs) smoothly. 
you spend the rest of the morning and you see the sun rise and as you do so you see the dock for pale bank crew starts coming up onto the ship and uh you hear the excited yells that you're uh, making landfall valkaria and jazara come up back up onto the ship with you and uh you guys make port and you've returned to pale bank well let's go save us some kids all right ladies uh, well, we should say goodbye to our wonderful ship for taking care of us all the way. Thank you, ship. And, and... <laughs> she's petting the ship. Um, I didn't mean that so literally. Um, what am I going to do with you? Love me. Yes. I mean, yes. Okay. Um, well, gotta say goodbye to the crew, too. And um, so we line up and we say our farewells and our thank yous. The uh, the crew, everybody, because that's just who she is. <laughs> the crew joyfully hugs you back, and as you get to the captain, and like he kind of brings all three of you in, and he says, "No matter what is waiting on those shores, know that you did good. You did good. You tried hard." Thanks, Captain. And at the very least, you're going to make a difference in the future for Pale Bank. Asha has to just nod because the the ship kind of docks as you guys are, are talking, Thanks, and he slaps you all on the back at least once. And the ship docks, and uh, coming onto the ship, not waiting for any of you to come down, is uh, <laughs> Elro, and you haven't seen him in quite some time. Uh, but he comes very hurriedly onto the ship, and he says, You've returned. I, I, I was worried I wouldn't see you all again, but do you bring good news? Elro, tell, Elro, tell me the kids are alive. Tell me they're still alive. Aye, they're all still alive, dear. Do oh, you have the cure? Let's go. We Where have, are they? We had it. We have plenty to go around. Come on. You see the biggest smile you've ever seen on him. And he says, to the tavern. And you guys start racing, like, through the town and, like, just maybe not even, like, going with him. Like, you go past him. This would be a great time for that horse, Asha. (laughs) Do you know how to ride a horse? You ain't seen a horse. (laughs) You guys run, like... We'll the learn town. how to ride a horse next episode. You run through the town, you ignore a bunch of the people, and uh, coming out of the door for the tavern, the Jolly Dwarf Tavern, uh, is Mila, who spots all of you, and she goes, Oh! 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 You're, you're back! You're back! And you just blast right past her, just running through the door. So you've burst into this tavern, and... Uh, You've blown past Mila, you burst into the tavern, everything in the tavern comes to a complete stop as everyone in it stares at you, including the barkeep. Where are they? And you see like the the barkeep, you're back, you're back. Yes, 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 we're back. Where are they? Where are Uh, the girls? Oh, ah, ah, upstairs, upstairs, everybody's upstairs. (laughs) Everybody runs. (laughs) No one's ever seen people take stairs faster than these three right (laughs) right now. 
So you guys run upstairs. The, uh, the barkeep runs with you. Mila's chasing after you, and like As a few we're running feet up, behind is uh, Val Elro. is putting her her gloves on to get the vial out of her out of the thing, <laughs> the pocket of space. And you see, like that, you they have somebody stationed to sit in front of the door that's closed and uh, to keep guard to make sure other people don't go in to like spread the illness and things like that. And he kind of like jerks to his feet and he stumbles a little bit as he sees all of you just rushing at him. <laughs> and you hear like the the barkeep yell, "Open the door! Open the door!" He's like, "Usually my job's pretty fucking boring, but not today." <laughs> and he's just like, uh, uh, "Okay." And he goes and like he does a quick knock and then he opens the door. And there's some skidding as people <laughs> have to stop to actually hit get into the door. You skid and they're all into this. All over themselves. You skid into the into the space, and you uh, as you come into the room, and there's still the two beds that are in it that you remember, with Irving and Fenton on one, and the two girls on the other. And as you look into this space, you see that Irving and Fenton are they have like going over their parts of their body, and like are partially frozen. You can see where the ice is kind of like claimed uh, up one of Irving's shoulders. Uh, Fenton seems like he can no longer like sit up or down and he's leaning against the uh, the headboard as like there you can see like lumps and where you imagine pieces of ice are. Um, the two little girls seem to be faring a little better as tieflings, they have an innate fire in them, mm-hmm. but they too are just wrapped up in each other and just covered in blankets and shaking because they're so cold. But we... all four of them look at you when you come in. Do we know how much of the um, antidote we need to give them? Like one vial, half a vial? Give me a, and everybody can do this, and I'll roll one for Jazar to a medicine check. Eleven. 15 for I got a nat 20. I got a nat 20. And my medicine is plus five, so a 25. All right. Asha, in this moment, you know what to do. You, <laughs> like, you have this, these vials, and you just make Valkaria just start handing them to you. And you start, uh, you take uh, a cup from the side of like one of the beds and you start pouring them out into different doses. You can tell you've been doing this kind of stuff your whole life. You've been training mm-hmm. like uh, in medicine and everything in Kel Tower your whole life. As you look at them, you can tell by how big they are and how much they weigh, how much of this they're gonna need and like how potent this is. And as you like start to analyze everything, you start pouring it in, into these different cups and start passing them out. Um, Irving like can't lift his arms anymore, so you help him drink it. Uh, Fenton is, is just able to drink his on his own, and you take these two smaller doses um, to the girls, and like they're different doses based on how big and how old they are. Um, and you give those to the girls too, and they take them with very shaky, uh, cold hands, and they kind of clutch it to them. And uh, with your encouragement, they start to drink this. Sure. <laughs> And we're all just watching them. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're just watching in this moment Asha take complete command of the room and what she's doing. And uh, it takes a minute, and then you hear a cracking sound. And, a, another... and all eyes go towards the cracking sounds. And you can see where on Irving, like, this ice has come up his shoulder, and you can see it start to crack again and again as it, the whole of the ice that's over him begins to crack, and then it just starts to fall off of him 
and you can start to see color start racing back into his face. Val is taking her eyes off the girls. She is she's on those girls. And the the girls who'd gotten to be a very like they're they're um, very young, but the and uh, their coloring had been very very pale at that point, and even with like a bluish tint to it in some ways. And you just see, like, all at once, like, this color starts to begin to, like, come back to them. And uh, they, like, go from being, like, all hunched in on themselves and, like, curled together to kind of, like, just straightening slowly, hesitantly, as they just suddenly stop feeling as cold. And they just kind of look at you, Valkaria, and they just just stare at you. And then uh, you see uh, Honor just kind of reaches her hand out towards you. Oh, Val just slowly has a big old smile, like, go up on her face as she, like, jumps and, like, pretends to fly like a dragon onto the, the bed because she knows the girls love that, so she just uh-huh. They squeal, and they get so excited that they just wrap you in, like, the biggest hug you've ever had, and you're just swarmed by mm-hmm. two little tiefling girls. And slowly Fenton, like, begins to sit up and you can see, like, where the blanket like Ashes shifts and, like, thing. pieces of... <laughs> Ice is, like, starting to, like, fall off, and, uh, Jazara, like, helps, uh, Irving, like, start to, like, move and get up, and, like, is starting to, like, dust some of the large chunks of ice, like, away, and stuff like that, and, like, these, this little, this little family has been cured of the frozen wall. And people are crying. People and you, yeah. Asha's crying, Val's crying, everyone's crying. Yep. And mm-hmm. just, like, mm-hmm cheers just erupt behind you and you see uh the jolly dwarf himself the barkeep just Mm -hmm. go just starts cheering and screaming he's like rounds rounds of drinks (laughs) for everyone get out the good beer and he just starts screaming he ushering people away and uh, elro and mila are kind of like left in the doorway just watching while this family celebrates and you see the first thing like Irving does is he like pulls himself to his feet and he kind of like staggers a bit. It's like the more of the ice like comes away and like he's starting to try and get his feet under him after not having stood for very long in the last few weeks. Um, and he kind of like shuffles his way over to where Valkaria is with the girls and he just wraps them in the biggest hug. Fenton gets Asha to help him up and he makes his way over as well. And the family has just one big, very relieved warm hug. Now Aaron's gonna cry. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I've been stressing. Like, <laughs> we have succeeded in what has literally been the goal for almost a year. This has been, yeah. You I looked. Succeeded. I looked. The last time we saw them was in January. <laughs> like, I shit you not. Episode, what, five? Yeah. Look. Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. For months and months and months, you have been working towards this. And you succeeded. Step one. Step one. (laughs) Now what? And that. Uh, I think there's good beer waiting for us. There's good beer. There is much cheer, music, sound, and just an absolute party. The whole town shows up to Pale Bay. And Elro is just ecstatic. You've never seen him like this alive. He just seems like he's 20 years younger than he was. 
and he's just excited and he's and he's moving around and Mila is just drinking far too much. She's a lightweight and she's absolutely drunk after like half a half an ale. And uh, but the jolly dwarf, the barkeep, he's just chucking them back and he's giving them out and everything is free. And uh, Irving and Fenton and their girls have been set up at a table downstairs and like they're not really going anywhere because they're still pretty weak. But they're being piled with like food and drink and just all of good cheer and just so many people around the town come and like they and they check on the family and then they and at least every person in that tavern comes up to you and congratulates you and thanks you twice, each of you, telling you what a good job you did and just how amazed that they were and how incredible this is and what good news this is for the for the town. Um, do you pass out any of the other vials, Vakarian? I was gonna I was gonna say yes. Uh, uh, we need to check Elro yeah. uh, Elro. Um, Val is going to kind of take Elro to the side mm-hmm. and just be like, Elro, is there anywhere you can store things? Yes, I have. Uh, I have a magically locked chest in my office. Let's go to your office. Okay. Um, he takes you out of the the tavern, and he'll take you back to a place you haven't seen before. Uh, at least the inside of. He takes you to town hall and uh, he leaves you inside and uh, past the empty jail cells. <laughs> for the record, the empty jail cells. And uh, he leads you into his office and he shows you, um, he pulls up like this section of floor that has a set of stairs that go down. And uh, in at the bottom of it is this very small room, but in it is a very large stone chest with a magical lock on it. All right, gonna go down to the chest. Mm-hmm. Now's gonna put her gloves on, open her little compartment of space. How much did Asha use? Did she use the whole bottle? She you she would have used three. Use so three. one for okay. each of uh, one for Fenton, one for Irving, and half of for each girl. So. so three bottles. And how many did we have? Fourteen. You had a chest full, so you had quite a few. Okay. And you gave one away too to right. uh, the commander. And we gave one to Orvo. Yeah, you don't have to count Orvo's against yours because, like, he had his from like when you guys were in that white okay. room. You were like taking them, <clears throat> passing them out. So you each right. have one for yourself, and then he had one, and then you have these additional chests. The rest, okay. Um, Bal's gonna like grab like five or six of them. Mm-hmm. And give it to to uh, to Elro. Uh, Elro, yeah. And just be like, keep these safe. Make sure no one steals them. Use whatever necessary healing magic, sorcery, whatever, to learn how to recreate them. He, and he nods at you and says, "My dear, you've changed my town." Just do my job. He, he takes the vials from you and he places them in this chest. You can see a very complicated, like, arcane lock uh, mm-hmm. undoes, like, undoes itself as he opens it and he places them in and it clicks into place. You can feel the magic come from it as uh, he closes it back up. And uh, he says, we will dedicate our resources and the resources of Uthadarn to this. You've done a great thing this day, my dear. Just trying to help. You have succeeded and done so. Now come on. There's a party waiting. Yeah, more ale. More <laughs> ale. 
He leads you back to the tavern, and the party is still in full swing, and people are drinking and, like, eating, and when you come back, um, Jazara is sitting with Fenton and Irving, and she has the map that you guys have out in front of them of Wildmount, and she's been regaling them with the idea of going to Jorhas. And he, uh, Irving and Fenton have both been, like, talking with her about it and, like, showing her the route. And one of the things that they're discussing as you come back is the safest route to get to, uh, all the way out to Jorhas. And, uh, Fenton has said, well, if you can't go around via Uthadurn by the ocean and can't considering the giant wars with Uthadurn. What you'll likely have to do is go straight south. You'll have to go through the woods, and there's a lot of them, but they're not too precarious, so long as you avoid uh, the more plagued parts, I suppose. The the mountain range themselves, there's, there's a few, and I'm assuming you guys can see the map. Yeah. Savalerwood? I believe it's pronounced the Savalierwood. Savalierwood, okay. So you'll have to go south through the Savalierwood and then down. You can't cross the Dune Rock Mountains. It's not possible. Your best bet is to cross south of there. And there's a gar- there is a garrison there yeah. in where between the mountain peaks. Now, it's the Dwindolian Empire garrison, the Rock Guard garrison. And there's another one a bit south of that, the Ash Guard. It's said that this whole area is in highly patrolled, and it still is. But, and I'm not, if you can't find a way through safely there, you could try going further south still. There's rumors that there's tunnels that lead under the Ashkeeper Peaks. I'm not entirely sure where, it's just somewhere around the area of Felderwind, or at least between Zadash and the Ashkeeper Peaks, though most of the rumors are around Felderwind, the town, that tunnels leave there and lead into Jorhas. We're not really sure how or where, but the rumors are that they're part of leftover Underdark tunnels. Underdark, you say? And uh, you, like, you've walked up at the table at this point, and Jazara's been, like, taking, like, furious notes as she looks over the map. She says, okay. So, the tunnels might be the safest way. And, like, Irving nods, but, and she says, but the fastest way might be to go past one of the garrisons. But that's a lot more dangerous. And Fenton nods, says, significantly more dangerous. You'll have to get past them can, and if you get caught, you'll likely be turned into the Dwindalian Empire forces. They likely won't believe you if you try to tell them you're not from Jorhas, especially that close to the Jorhas border, trying to get in to Jorhas. But it's worth a try. It's up to you which direction you want to take, but you could always check it out and try as you go. Okay. There's a few towns... There's a few towns between here and there. I would recommend being careful if you go by Shady Creek Run, as it's not known for its laws. Hmm. As I believe you met some of the people from there. 
Oh yeah. Yep. I don't know much about Grimmelgar, which I think is how you pronounce that. It's literally spelled Grim, G-O-L-I-R, Grimmelgar. And I says, I've never really heard, that's up by the Dune Rock Mountains, just to the left of the X for Shorehoss. Um, I see says, it. I've never been there, but it's close to the Glory Run, and uh, which is very large, very well-traveled roads. If you go by Glory Run in that area, it would probably make for faster travel. But how you go and whether or not you want to make stops or just avoid a lot of the towns is up to you. Well, we have somewhere to start. Jazara nods and she says, South. We're going it's south. Start. It's a good start. And they all, and they all nod. Said it'll take you quite a while to get there, but you travel fast, and uh, you might get there in a. At least you'll get into the woods, maybe even through them, within a couple weeks. Jazara kind of looks at Asha and she says, "We have a horse. We do have a horse." And Irving nods, like you could purchase a cart if you wanted. One horse won't travel you much faster than you could walk but another one with it you could make pretty good time okay. mm -hmm. now we gotta find another horse and a cart one that won't kick me well that's asking a little much thanks <laughs> Jazara just kind of chuckles at you and she hands you like a very rich ale in the process and a dessert pastry yeah Val's just gonna chug that ale uh huh Knock it back. Yep. Knock it back. We'll uh, have to look into buying a horse and a cart. Ooh. Or maybe just two more horses. Or that. Of course, we couldn't put them all in the pocket, though. No, only one goes in the pocket. Uh, Jazara kind of looks over at Osh. She's like, do you have more horse patches? <laughs> I guess we can open some. And find out. We will see if we can. And he, she Ooh, looks yeah, at like Irving and Fenton, who are just very confused. It's like <laughs> we might have more extra-dimensional horses. It's fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out. They're just like uh, uh huh. They're sure. like dimensional. Okay. <clears throat> They're like we're grateful to you, but you guys are psychotic. Yeah, yeah, more or less. So full of good food, good ale, and. The knowledge that you have done something on your time on the surface truly good for more than just a couple people who've changed a town. That, ladies, is where we will end our session. Yay! Yay! One year culmination and we finally finished. We finally did something. <laughs> we finally did something good. We did something good. No, we've done we've done plenty in a year. You've we done an awful done lot in a year, yeah. You've fought, you've nearly died, you've, One you've year fought later. some more. You yeah. got kidnapped by a cult. Like, How long did all this take in, in game? A couple months, probably. Yeah, you guys have been on the surface for probably roughly three months at this point. You know, be mostly because of all of the travel, looking for Saul's fault, and all of your time on the ocean. Yeah. Anywhere Three between months in D and D is one year in reality. Oh yeah. Well, 
And that's just because you're traveling so much. It won't go as quickly when you're not doing a bunch of extended travel. Like that. Yeah. So, so I oh. wanted you guys to get to this point before we did our the end of our session so that in the next session that we do, the extended session, uh, there's some other stuff we can do. So, Woo! Like finally start traveling south. Yes. So, you know, something. 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 Um, and by the way, you all level up. Yes! <laughs> you have all officially leveled up. So that was the other reason I wanted five. you to get to this point, because I wanted you to level up now. So you are officially level five. Jazara will take on level six. Um, and when we come back for our next session, she may or may not be multiclassed, depending on what I decide. And, uh, yeah. Depending on how my mind works this week. Yeah, like, we're gonna find out. Mostly because I'm deciding between two different subclasses for her, and I haven't decided which one yet. So. Mostly because there's a choice involved. Hmm. I was, like, they just revamped part of, um, Battlemaster, and I'm like, hmm really good but mm. i also really love echo knight <laughs> for many reasons and it would make so much sense later and i'm like god damn it so mm. gonna find out so do well, uh, everybody do will find out including me <laughs> with our next session so <laughs> do we so get we new spells know. yeah you guys are gonna get new new everything new fun cool. stuff um you'll get new you're gonna get new hit points. You're gonna get. Oh. Let's see. We can do that now. Less squishy, less squishy, less squishy, less, less squishy, less squishy, less squishy. Let's see what. Let's start with Valkaria. Valkaria is now level five. So, Valkaria, you get a choice. You can choose to improve a couple of your ability scores, or you can take a feat. Oh, feat. we're moving to feet. You take it. You can take. How a do feat. they work again? Um, so you can select one of um, a feat uh, of your choice, so long as it aligns with or does not conflict with your class, and that gives you like special abilities. Like there's the Fey touched feat that lets you like cast. Uh, Misty Step is a bonus action and gives you like a couple other abilities. Some of them give you bonuses to like mm -hmm. your wisdom or your strength. Some of them give you like the ability to like see in the dark. Some of them give you like different spells. And uh, there's a wide range of them that you can take. Or if you would prefer just to straight improve a couple of your ability and scores, you can either improve two ability scores by one or one ability score by two. Uh, two. So if we don't do a feat now, can we do it later? Or is it like, like we have to do it now? You have to do it with level five. So by the time we do our next mm -hmm. session, you'll have to pick a feat. Okay. I think I'm going to have to yeah, bother Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you, I'm going to have to give it a think and, uh, um, yeah. just make sure it doesn't have a class or a race requirement, or if it does that you meet those. Cause some of them will have okay. like, you have to be a gnome to do this or some of them you have to okay. be a sorcerer to do this. So. Okay, I'll um, be bugging you tomorrow. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I think actually, Ani, you and I have talked about yours before too. So probably, I, I don't remember. Touched on mine before. I thought there was yeah. one. Yeah, like 
God touched or something like that or yeah we've we've talked about them before I can I'm oh yeah sure. we, we've talked about them I just it, there's little things about them I don't remember yeah so we can um I can send you guys some information on them tomorrow because I'm pretty sure I still have yeah I have a document of feats for Valkaria and feats for Asha so I'll send okay. you both those so um Valkaria your hit points are now up to 32 <laughs> and is this updated in my thing so i can print out a new one or not yet yeah you can print it out yeah okay, cool. um yeah so you're that's up to 32 and you have five sorcery points now mm. Woohoo! and as for your spells my dear you now have third level spells nice which for the record, I believe is two spells you might a couple of spells you might be interested in. Counterspell, fireball, oh, Jesus. And fly. <gasps> I can fly. You can fly. I don't know which one is gonna be more trouble. Can I how many spells can I get? How many spells you fly? at the moment, my dear, you know. You can have up to six spells in total and five cantrips. So you can uh, rearrange those however you would like. Because the moment you have Burning Hands, Ice Knife, and Mage Armor. Um, and so I believe those are your only chosen spells. So now you can have three more spells. So you can have all three of those spells if you wanted to. Um, but you have two third level spell slots now. So. I'm going to have Fireball and Fly. I'm going to have Fireball and Fly. She's going to be a... <laughs> She gets to be a dragon. Yes! Yeah, she can be a dragon. And next level, I get my hellhound. Oh, <laughs> Aren't you excited? Yes! Doesn't she look excited? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Erin looks oh. so excited. <laughs> um, I'm like, for Asha, I'm like, she you... She looks pretty excited. <laughs> you, again, like, you can pick to improve your ability score, or you can choose a feat. You also get the destroy undead ability. Um, which means you can just insta destroy like uh like zombies and shit like that. So there's some un there's different undead that you can just destroy. There's a whole slew of them basically, but you can uh, insta destroy uh some undead that are CR rating half or lower. Could you walk so. up the Saul and just it, distinguish him? Um, I think his CR rating is higher than that at the moment, okay. but at an up at a higher level, yes, yes, she could. Okay, she could. Walk we don't want to him. kill Saul because we just he could just make more. Just... Did he seem um, friendly to you? No, but uh, when you may have an upper level spell, you can intimidate him. Valid. Oh, um, Asha, your hit points are now at forty three. So that's uh, that's very good for you, my mm -hmm, dear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You can also now have at any given time um, four cantrips and eight spells, and nice. you also get two third level spell slots. Mm. <gasps> and I believe you have gained the ability aura of vitality. So that would be something to look at as well. So aura of vitality. That is a it's a um it's a healing thing and it's mm -hmm. concentration. You can have it going for up to a minute. Healing energy radiates from you in an aura of 30 feet. 
Until the spell ends, the aura moves with you and is centered on you. You can use a bonus action to cause one creature in that 30 feet, including yourself, to regain 2d6 hit points. Ooh, so anybody okay. standing within 30 feet of you that you choose gains 2d6 hit points as a bonus action. So. Ooh, yeah. I like it. So that's one of your abilities. And you automatically get, I believe, the spell Liaman's Tiny Hut. I think I've read about that before. Mm -hmm. Is this, does she, can you just conjure a hut? It's a dome. It's oh. like an opaque dome. Um, and that nine creatures can fit inside. Like there's nothing in it or anything like that. It's literally just a dome that goes over the area that you're in. And uh, shelter, it, giant tent. Yeah, it's a giant, it's a giant tent basically. And uh, only the people you allow in it can get in or out of it. And it lasts for eight hours. So, oh, so you're saying we could all take a safe nap? Yep. yep. Even if it's a visible nap. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe. I think you can make it so that people can can't see in, but you can see out. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Until the spell ends, you can command the interior to become dimly lit or dark, and it, like that doesn't matter to you guys because you have such good dark vision. The dome is opaque from the outside. Of any color you choose, but it is transparent from the inside. Nice. I like, I like. Yep. It so, takes a minute to cast, apparently. Yeah, it, it takes a while to cast. So that's not something you could like just do in the heat of battle. It's something you'd have to take the time to do. So. Is it a concentration? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a ritual spell. You don't have to oh, concentrate. Because okay, okay. it lasts eight hours. You just have to take, take the it. whole minute to do it. And then it just exists. Otherwise, Asha would have to stay up all night long. And that's not rest. <laughs> yeah. Asha, no rest? Not a good combination. Hmm, no, yep. she is unfriendly at that time. Yep. So you guys have got some new spells and stuff to deal with. Um, yeah. So you guys can have all the fun you'd like with that. And then pick your new spells. Decide if you want feats or not. If you do, let me know. I'll add them to D&D um, &D Beyond, and yeah, have all the fun you want from there. And cool, 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 cool. I will edit Jazara later. All so. right. And uh, I'll, if I remember when I when we do our next session, I will tell everybody what Jazara's new hit points are. So Cool. I love all that. right, ladies. Uh, anything else before we wrap up for the evening? Nope. All right, ladies. Uh -huh. um, I will <laughs> see you next time on the 17th, 17th for our yep. long session. So, woo woo. Woo woo. You guys are going to start off with a new chapter. Oh, dear. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm What's excited. coming for us? Well, we're heading south, and already I know that Val's uh, option is going to be to go the long way so we can meet more people along the way. The more people we meet, the more the word oh, spreads the that way. we I need. Forgot. The long way is the safer way, thank God. Yeah, okay. but also the, long, <laughs> the more people we meet, the the more chances we will find of we will get of someone helping us. Yeah, right. Yeah, very fair. We don't run right head first into danger, <laughs> but yeah, no, because Asha was gonna vote for the the safer way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh no, safer way for sure. Oh, that that was a question that came up. I'm like, are you prepared for both instances in case people? In case we don't, oh yeah, take weight. Okay, yep, okay. you're good. 
I know what's going on. So, but first, you good, guys good. just got to get there first. So, right. We got to walk a lot. A lot of walking. Right. We will Maybe buying that. a cart. So, you guys will figure oh, yeah. it out. <laughs> There's that part too. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I will talk okay. to you ladies later. Mwah. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Good night. Hello, everyone. It's time to do a quick disclaimer before we move on with ending this episode. All of the music from the episode can be found either from tabletopaudio.com or was made in-house by me and can be found either on a serendipitous setting on YouTube or on our website, thesorrynotsorryge.wixsite.com forward slash tsnsgp. I know that was a lot. So you can also find the link for our website on our link tree on Instagram. All of our homebrew elements can be found on our website with the very few exceptions. The Wild Magic Table will be coming out in September, so you will likely be able to see that as well. The Sorry Not Sorry Generation has no affiliation with the Wizards of the Coast or Critical Role. We are just using their mechanics and the world like all D&D campaigns do to have fun. We also have no affiliation with Tabletop Audio as well. We're just using their, some of their wonderful creations to make our campaign a little more fun and chaotic and certainly sound really epic. The Nameless City itself, along with Jazara, Valkaria, and Asha, and Zergusington, are all original pieces of homebrew by the Sorry Not Sorry Generation. If you have any questions about our campaign or any of the homebrew elements, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or through our website. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. <laughs>